Bad snap. Bobble oh. scoops oh. up. Here come the Spartans. Touchdown, MSU! From WDBM East Lansing, you're listening to the Green and White Report, a production from Impact Sports. This is your source for sports news, debates, and more for Michigan State, Detroit, and the rest of the sports world. Good morning, East Lansing. Welcome in to the Green and White Report. We are all back together. Luke Sloan, Trent Valley, Henry Menego is behind the glass, and Mr. Jay DeCoster is in studio today. The only one of the crew that is missing is, of course, Matt Money Merrifield, who makes you money in the gambling corner. He Matty is, Ice. He is not here today because he is on assignment for WDBM in Columbus, Ohio, where the baseball team is playing at 1 o'clock, and you can hear that right here on WDBM. But I'm very happy to be back. Thank you to Matt Merrifield, Jay, also Nick Sonk, a friend of the program. Everyone filled in last week. I was in Florida for spring training. I listened in, and it was fantastic. It was a blast. By the way, good morning to good all morning. of our listeners. Yes, good morning, Trent. We do love you all. How are you doing now? Oh, I'm <laughs> I love the pre-show talk because then we got to get on here and be model citizens. Last night was fun. I'll say that. We had a show. We had a station meetup. Well, we'll yeah, meet up. We had an extracurricular event. Local establishment. <laughs> local establishment well, or four. Yesterday was a big day here at WDBM. We had a professional development activity during the day, and at night we decided to celebrate all of our successes this year, National Station of the Year that you're listening to. Also Wednesday, potentially Michigan Station of the Year. More on that to come. But we have a lot to celebrate here. So, obviously, we went out to a couple of local establishments. <laughs> Actually, a couple of impact favorites. A couple of impact places of lore. Yep. We started we at the best time. burger in town. You should know what that is. Yes. I well, can't say it. If you think it's a different thing, you're wrong. Yeah, that's true. That's very yeah, true. Yeah, there's one on one end of the town and one on the other. But, hey, it's spring. The sun is out. It snowed yesterday, of course, and it's April 10th on oh a Sunday gosh, morning. So over it. But... The, it, there are some signs of spring. The The plants out in front of my apartment complex are starting to grow. The days are longer, and we have baseball yes! back. And this is where we're going to start things off on this Sunday morning. It's, it's really not that often that we start things with baseball on this show, but I am really fired up about what's going on just down I-96 in Detroit. I was at opening day on Friday. Trent, you had an opening day spread with the family. I had an opening day extravaganza. It it was an extravaganza. Opening day is so fun. And even when the Tigers are not good, and that's been the last six years, I really enjoy opening day because it's a new season. It's new hope. I know it's a cliche, but it is like a national holiday in Detroit. Uh, People say that, and it's like, oh, every town does opening day like that. But it's, it's a party. In downtown Detroit, festivals, the bars were fantastic. The, the game, you know, was packed. I haven't seen a crowd at Comerica that big in years. And opening day is just I, more on this later because our Sparty Awards is best sporting events, which is going to be very fun. But opening day, just so much fun. It's such an event. I mean, like you look at. I obviously I wasn't able to be there in Sloan. I'm happy that you were because that it was, was it was unforgettable experience. I'm sure game too. And the way the game went, yeah, that's another thing. But it's just such an event, and that sounds so cliche to say. But like you look at the stuff that people do. Like it looks like it looks like Super Bowl Sunday in Detroit, and it's which hopefully we'll get one of those someday. But yes. it is just. 
it really speaks to how much of a baseball state Michigan is, right? I mean, we yes. talk about how baseball might be dying, blah, 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 blah. Baseball fans are always going to, you know, they're always going to show out and do it right. So that's just credit to people, credit to the pure baseball purists in this state because you're exactly right, Sloan. I mean, it was it was a kick-ass showing on, uh, on opening day. I mean, obviously Detroit is a fantastic sports town, but we are really a baseball town. Obviously yeah. – the fans are not going to show up when you're losing 100 games a year. I completely understand that. And there are just so many games. I The only time I went was when I could pick up $5 tickets in maybe <laughs> 2018 or 19. Right. So I get that. But the buzz that was in the city, and you could pick up on it just on social media, seeing how many people went downtown, the feeling that is back, I kept saying this to the people I was at with the game, it, it felt like old times. Not just the big crowd, but – the old-time baseball fans coming out, people having genuine excitement about this team, a big crowd at Comerica Park, and a team that, in my opinion, is going to compete and, I think, make the playoffs yep. with the expanded wild card. This this opening day just feels different because this it, it feels like old times. It feels like when you and I were 12 and 13 yes. and we entered seasons with expectations and excitement and attendance was going to be good and people were going to be talking about it on the radio talking about it more on social media this opening day everyone is special but this one i just kept going back to it feels like old times yeah because that's 90 percent of it i would argue you know opening day is always going to be a big thing a big shebang no matter what but when the team has juice and there's actual interest and it's been a good spring and you've got guys like spencer torkelson who you're excited to see javi Baez, who you're excited to see uh guys like akil badu who last year you know or had had a good year and you want to see him take a step like there's so many uh, layers to this, and it's just you're exactly right, Sloan. Like opening day is always going to be opening day, but you know, yesterday there were still a lot of people at the park. Today, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people at the park. People are excited about this. Yesterday team. was 34 degree weather, and there was 17,000 at Columbia. That's Park. impressive, right? Like that, that? That's very impressive. Yeah. I, I know it's opening weekend. I know it's the White Sox. Everyone wants to see them play, but that wouldn't be that would not be the same last year. No, that would not be the same in 2019. Not at all. And the thing that really kind of made me feel fulfilled on Friday during opening day is I had this really exciting feeling about the, the prospects of a new season. And then the new pieces that the Tigers either called up or brought in delivered literally immediately. Obviously, Eduardo Rodriguez started, didn't really have his best stuff, but for him to He'll be better. I, I completely agree. I, I thought that was a fluky game from him. And well, we can talk about the umpiring, but yeah, no kidding. for him not to have his best stuff and to still battle and get four innings, I think was pretty impressive in that game. The The bullpen, which really is, is kind of pieced together right now due to injuries, was very impressive. Jacob Barnes, Drew Hutchison, two guys that should not really be on this team right now if, if, if it weren't for injuries. Both were fantastic. And then obviously the new additions in, in the lineup, Spencer Torkelson, even though he did not collect a hit, was fantastic defensively. Not just that sprawling play that he made, but he was like a goaltender over there at first base, scooping up balls in the dirt. A lot of good stretches. Obviously, Austin Meadows, mm -hmm. three walks, triple, scored the game-winning run, made a nice play in left field as well. And then the big story, Javier Baez. It was, Jada Coster is in the studio with us today, it was the Javier Baez experience. Two strikeouts, which me and my dad up in the stands were like, oh, boy. Get I just thought it was I thought it was awesome because it was I mean what we saw from Javi in game 1 is what we're going to get. I just know. And it, and I thought it was hilarious. It's only fitting that his first at yep. bat's a strikeout cuz that's what everyone's been talking about with this dude is a strikeout strikeout. But 
the best thing, in my opinion, and we'll throw Jay in here as our Javier Baez yes, expert. El Mago. My best, my favorite part about the whole, like the way everything went was right after that strikeout, he turns around in the, you know, in the next uh, inning and he's, he makes an incredible play at short. And it's like, that's why we signed him. You Walk know, off, the, hit, the bat is, single. The bat is a plus if it's yep. there. If he hits 250 and plays elite defense, that's Javier Baez. That's why you signed him for six years. And and Friday, Jay, as Jay is a Chicago sports fan, Chicago Cubs fan, hey, you guys are off to a 2-0 start. We are. Congratulations. 2-0. I shouldn't say we, but that's un, that's not very <laughs> hey, no, yeah, I say we all the yeah, time. Michigan State is one thing because we cover them. But True. Detroit sports. Come on, we're, yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. We're, we're fans here. Yes, the Cubs. We're, we're fans giving hard hitting analysis, but we are fans. One but, pride. Hey, two and zero start for your Cubs. Yeah, but I, you you know the Javier Baez experiment or experience, and Friday was pretty much that in a nutshell. Yeah, I mean, I was watching that last at bat, the, the walk off. I was like, okay, Javi's gonna hit this one out. Very close, hit the wall off AJ Pollock's gloves. So that was very exciting to see. Love, I saw the two strikeouts. Obviously, that you're gonna get a lot of that from him this year. Um, and then the defensive play at shortstop, that was a great play. I think it was like in the fifth inning or the sixth inning or something like that. So. For him to spin, yeah. pivot, and throw that quickly, yeah. my goodness. And that I was think a really good play. So. An underrated thing, too, is they the Tigers were the worst team in baseball last year converting double plays on double play opportunities. They converted a few with Jonathan Scope back at second base on Friday. And there was a couple more when I thought, man, that's a slow hit grounder. They're not going to have a chance. But they did. That's a testament to two things. Number one, Torkelson being at first and Scope moving back to his natural position of second. But Baez, his 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 quick release and his hands are so fast. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, like you said, Luke, the Tigers are gonna be much better defensively this year just because adding the defensive ability that Javi has, and then you know he'll hit like I said, I think I said this a few weeks ago, but he'll hit around like thirty five home runs a year. And give you that defensive ability. So, dude, he looks. I mean, he he his swing looks yeah. so violent and like oh, yeah. in a good way. To... And and it's one of those things where I gotta give credit to my good friend Ryan Rabinowitz, who I do the Moton Rundown with. Check it out if you want. Um, Absolute legend. He 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 said it best when he said like grandfathers and dads are gonna absolutely hate Javier. Baez my, my my dad he swings was and everything. Frustrated. I think it's I think it's entertaining. You take the highs with the highs and you know the highs with the lows knowing that the highs are going to be walk off hits and great defensive plays. He's El Mago. There's juice there, I, I hate to say a strikeout has juice. We'd like to use that word a lot on this show. Juice. <laughs> we, but we're, we're juiced. Forty three thousand at Comerica Park and when he would take a big hack and miss, everyone would go, ooh. Yeah. Like, whoa. Like, like if he connected oh, into that one, that would have gone. Fe- you can the feel Detroit the River. swing from the, yeah. you know, from. And the other thing, too, is he hit obviously two just monster shots to, to left field that didn't quite get out. And I'm thinking On to a myself, warm day. I'm thinking to myself, oh, he misses Wrigley. He, uh, he's already missing Wrigley. He's playing at a pitcher's park. Wrigley was so surprising when the Cubs got good in 15 and 16 because that place used to be a snake pit for hitters. And then all of a sudden, people started just bombing the ball out of there. Just depends where the wind's going. Yeah. If it's blown out, you're going to get like oh, the six home city. runs. Wrigley Field, beautiful. Yeah. Hey, but Comerica Park, it holds its own. Sleeper. We haven't been on this program since the, the trade for Austin Meadows. And for people who may not know, they got him from Tampa for Isak Paredes and a compensatory pick round B, which I believe is number 71 overall, which, you know, it's a top 100 pick. And the Rays are, their scouting and, and their ability to find people is outstanding. So they'll probably turn that into something. But Paredes was completely blocked here in Detroit. We have four 
solidified starters at all four infield positions and very good depth behind them and, and someone like Willie, Willie Castro and then Ryan Kreidler as well. So his path to playing time was really just non-existent. And to flip him and a pick into Austin Meadows, who had a couple of knocks yesterday as well and made another nice play in left field. Meadows is going to play every day. He's going to smash righties. He's going to be average defensively, but he is a, a 30 home run, 100 RBI threat. He's 26. He's got three more years of eligibility or con- eligibility control. This is not college <laughs> sports, but for you to for you to give Tampa that return, and you know Paredes might turn out to be okay. I don't yeah, know. I, I liked Paredes. Yeah, I just I did too. I liked his versatility. He needs it. He'll he'll get a chance mm-hmm. in Tampa, which is what he needs. But the real reason that I'm fired up about this Meadows trade is that Riley Green goes down, and they easily could have waited for Derek Hill to come back in three weeks. Played Victor Reyes every day. Willie Castro could see some reps in left field. They could have just kind of passively manned that gap through internal options. And Alavila kind of threw a smoke screen up to the media when he was like, oh, you know, Victor Reyes, he'll be our guy for now. And 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 all of a sudden, in comes Austin Bam. Meadows. Oh, man. For I was so team, fired up. For this team to flip a switch and really make a move like this shows me that obviously Javier Baez is signed, Eduardo Rodriguez is signed, but this move in particular is not being passive. It's not sitting back Hell on no. the balls of your feet. It, it is saying we want to contend and win now. We have an injury. We're going to go out and get a guy to fill in his spot. When, when Riley Green comes back, this lineup is going to be even more potent. I like the trade in terms of the personnel. I like Austin Meadows, the player, a lot. But the aggressiveness going out and getting him, not being passive, shows me that the switch has been flipped. The signings meant one thing. We want to improve. But that trade means we want to win right now, and I loved it. I'm in lockstep with you in that what the trade symbolizes. Now, there's obviously two ways to look at it. It it just symbolizes that the Tigers are cutthroat right now. They're not just going to slap a Band-Aid on something, as you said, Sloan. They're actually going to go get a guy who is proven and maybe a little inconsistent and maybe a little below average defensively, but... He's young, you have him under control, and you're going to line him up with you know your future outfield, which is hopefully Riley Green and Akil Badu. And I want to throw this at you, Sloan. I think the trade for Austin Meadows might mean Robbie Grossman is on the move. What do you yes, think? He, th- there's a lot in play here because obviously— When Green comes back, which is going to be about, what, uh, late May, maybe, he, early June? Grossman is a valuable player. He's an— he's, an average defender, maybe slightly above average. He'll he, have value, though. Yeah, he, he can play both corners. Yes. He walks a he lot. gets on base. All of a sudden, he has power, and I think he's going to be another 20-home run season this year. He's a very good clubhouse guy. He could be a chip in, in terms of, hey, if, they wanna, if this team wants to add a reliever. I don't think they're going to need to add to the lineup at this point, but that bullpen is pretty banged up right now. Yeah. A- and the other factor, too, is that Grossman is in a walk year, so right now you have the flexibility to not tender him a contract after the final year of his two-year contract this year. And then another factor as well, there's really a lot of moving parts. Obviously, Miguel Cabrera has had a nice start to this early two-game season. But if if Grossman is hitting, if Badu is hitting, if Meadows is hitting, you bring Riley Green back into the fold, you could see some Austin Meadows at bats at designated hitter and Cabrera getting a couple more days off or some time at first base. Torkelson gets a couple more days off. Yeah. Maybe he DHs. All of a sudden, this Meadows trade really gives you options. And I do agree, Trent. 
Akil Badu hit lefties really well in spring training, and I know it's spring training, but that's kind of what he needs to do to be an yeah. everyday player. Obviously, that, that will be that will play itself out over the next two months. But I like that this team has options. That's I like a good that, problem to have, I guess, is what I mean, I'm saying. If you don't know who's yeah. who's playing every day in the outfield, that's a good problem to have because you've also got, like you said, Sloan, you've got Victor Reyes and Derek Hill coming up, and that's why I just think Grossman was great for this team last year as a veteran and a 32-year-old, you know, a glue guy, a stable guy. But, I mean, I, I when Riley Green comes back, he absolutely plays every day, and I like I, I like Badu to get out of this little two-game, I guess, slump, you could call it. I just like – I love the move, bottom no, line. No, I do too. And this kind of brings us full circle. We've yeah. talked about the offseason additions, the start to the season. You know, the, the American League Central outside of the White Sox is very up and down, very, very, it could be anything. The two through five, the Royals have a lot of young talent. The Twins are going to hit the cover off the ball once the weather warms up. Cleveland is going to be able to pitch. They do every single year. And the Tigers are extremely well-rounded. Obviously, the White Sox are the, the reigning champs. They have the most talent on paper. Ugh, Tony LaRusso, on the other hand, I don't know about him. Out. Very out on him. <laughs> but I know the bullpen's banged up right now. Michael Fulmer did look good yesterday. Alex Lang has looked good so far mm-hmm. in this short two-game season. You're going to get Funkhauser back here at the end of the month. You're going to get Andrew Chafin back in two weeks. Jose Cisnero, hopefully maybe July. Shoulder strain. It could be weird. Hopefully no surgery is required. But... All of that considered, I, I still am riding with the take that I had a couple weeks ago and that this is a playoff team. A.J. Hinch is going to manage them into wins. Pitching depth is going to establish itself. We've already seen that a little bit in these two games. And the Austin Meadows trade is just I, – I didn't think this was going to be a team that needed a trade to make the playoffs. I already had them in, but that solidifies my stance yeah. even more. No, Sloan, I'm with you. I think it's a playoff team. I don't think what we've seen through two games is even close to this team's A-plus potential. Like, I think I think the Tigers played a B, B-plus game on opening day, and I think yesterday the Tigers played a D-plus C game. Like, they just they got to hit the ball earlier in games, give their pitchers a little bit more run support, because that that is something Casey Mize honestly has struggled with, and I know we should probably talk about him a little bit, because talk of the town right now is that, you know, I don't think fans are seeing what they want out of Mize right now. And like, am I in that camp? Not necessarily, but he 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 always starts slow. It seems first, second inning, then he settles in, but he doesn't get run support. You got to yeah. give him some run support, last let him loosen too. up a little bit. They, that's something. That's the only thing that held him back last year. And I really wanted to see a different Casey Mize this year. And I know it's one start, and you know the weather's cold, as we keep mentioning. But I just ultimately, I want your take on what Casey Mize is doing and because because my thing again I guess what led me to that is the Tigers have to hit early I think that's the yeah. big problem I think they haven't something... been able to put together runs early in games they almost stole another win yesterday but you, you would have been extremely lucky to pull that one out something that I think goes hand in hand with that with the pitchers obviously they need run support quicker but I know this sounds like a very oversimplified take on things but Matt Manning Tarek Skubal Casey Mize. The common denominator with those three guys is that when they're at their best, they're pitching with conviction. Mm-hmm. They're throwing strikes early in the count. There's no waste pitches. Yep. And if I had to make a ranking of of where those three are at with that metric in, in mind, and I know it's oversimplification, but it true they have the stuff. Yeah. They are healthy. They're built up. It's really gonna come down to attacking the zone, attacking hitters, executing a game plan. 
In and terms the best of doing way that, to go about doing that is when you can loosen up a little bit completely and not have to worry about. I just that, early traffic for that, Casey Mize was trouble yesterday through two games. And I know it's only two games, but through two games, that is what I see as the biggest problem with this team going forward. Maybe is not being able to not the offense might not be there some days. And you really especially in April, this team. Yeah, never. And, that, and that's April. again, that's a historic trend. That's what I was telling my roommate yesterday. I was like, the Tigers always get off to a slow offensive start to the season. So hopefully. Hopefully you see that trend sort of turn as the weather warms up because it is going to get to like get up to the mid 60s this week. Thank so, goodness. Yes, I will be <laughs> I will be enjoying some pops in the sun uh, Monday. Hey, we're going to go to a Lansing Lugnuts games station very soon. Oh it, yeah, it's going to be fan- off the weather. I'd say my final thought is this though: in terms of command, it's Scooble one for me, Mize two, Manning three. Agree. In ter- not in terms of just being an overall pitcher, but in terms of the, the growth they need to make. In really commanding a game, I think Scooble has the ranking. highest floor. I can. I think Scooble. I think Scooble wins today. I oh, I'm fired up to watch. Hey, AJ Hinch, it's a day to day thing with him. I'm hey, two hours here till game time. But for him, it's win the at bat, it's win the inning, it's win the day, and the Tigers have a chance to go win a series. They do coming and up against. What will be obviously the likely winner of the division? So I, I if, think they will win the if, division. I do too. But I don't think it's going to be by ten games. I'm just like with you, Sloan. Like I have the Tigers making the playoffs as a wild card team. But I, I give them a puncher's chance to win this division. Absolutely. And, and, and the best way to go about that, obviously, is not, to not only win series, but you have to win these series against the White Sox. And That's set the, the tone key. early in the season. Yep. Why not? Yep. And I know there's no Tim Anderson. I also don't care. Uh, is he back today? He, yep, he will be back today. So he's back today. So beat still him today. No, still what no Moncada. So a, that's going to be tough. What a litmus test, though. You know, you've already gone through the growing pains of seeing Abreu hit him out and, you know, getting – you got Giolito's close to his best before he went down with – was it oblique or something like that? Yeah, it was weird. minor strain. So it's like, bring him on, man. Bring him on. That's Those are the guys you got to beat. Those are the guys you got to go through to win this division. And like you said, Sloan, you have a golden opportunity today to win the first series of the season. And, and basically, you know, set the tone, like you said. Hey, to quote Javier Baez, it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be fun. And I love I that love quote. That. I love that quote because that's so realistic. That's it, Javier it's, Baez. It's realist. Too. It's not like, it's not coach speak. It's not sunshine and daisies. It's not, hey, guys, we're going to, we're, we're awesome. We're great. No, you say no. We're young and inexperienced, this but hey, we're going to play tough. hard. This division's going to be tough. And let's go win some games. You might have to. You might have to get bailed out in the fifth inning by or the ninth inning on a fluke, weird. You know, like when that happened. By the way, did you know that rule? Did you know that was a rule? The 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 ball off the wall. Yes. How did I never know that was a thing? I I truly have never seen that play before because it wasn't uh, we, a home run usually a lot of base if it went off his glove yes over the the, the yellow line that would have been a round tripper right and but, the other thing too is when this happens usually we see it in like fenway when it goes off the green monster it's like a i've it, never seen that it in was watching detroit tigers baseball it's bizarre i haven't either hey and to quote aj hinch if you want to be with us you can come if you don't we'll beat you yeah, exactly this team has got some some energy they don't care they're gonna grind you and I'm very excited. Get on the F-150 or get the hell out of the way, people. I loved that tweet. I loved I, that tweet I, I on thought Friday. It was, I thought it was funny. It was a great I was day. making myself laugh. I was like a 9 out of 10 on the, on the buzz on the, scale. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was a good day to be a Tigers fan. It was a great day to be a Tigers fan. It's we, always a great day to be a Tigers fan. Today is a great day to be a Tigers amen. fan. Let's go get a win, baby. Hey, the sun is out in East Lansing. Detroit roots. If it, if it warms up, I might just crack open the windows in my apartment, oh. sit back on the couch. Might just do it. Oh, 
have to. Hey, there's going to be a lot more Detroit Tigers baseball talk in the, the final month of the Green and White Report, which makes me sad to say. Yeah, don't say that. But What's wrong one, with you? 517-884-8989. What is wrong with me? That's the question. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's not the question. You can use that phone number and text us about your thoughts on your Detroit Tigers. You can also tweet the show using the hashtag GWReport. On the other side, we're going to get into some Michigan State basketball because there is a little bit to talk about in the offseason, and this is going to be a wild show. We have Michigan State basketball. It's like the the roulette wheel of sports talk of radio yeah. topics. No kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm scrolling down the sheet right now. We have Michigan State basketball, NBA, Pistons, Ooh. Masters, Sparty Awards, Gambling Corner. We even have some Detroit Lions. It's literally a different topic every segment. Strap in. Lots more to come. Green and White Report. 89 FM. The music that matters. Welcome back to the Green and White Report. Welcome back. Th- this is a this is a favorite of Mr. Henry Menegos. This was and something you, last. Uh, I've oh, heard last this, night. Let's just say I've heard this song twice in the last twelve hours. It, this uh, is this is the second time I've heard this song Henry, in the last twelve we need, hours. We need to welcome you into the program here because we obviously come on, we we ride and die with each other here. Obviously, but how's everybody doing? We have we have a little. <laughs> We have we have a little bit of an injury report today. We do. I, I'm doing. My voice is okay. Yours is okay. I'm fine. Jay is more questionable, but you know it's all right. But Henry, your voice is a little. I got the laryngitis. You know it's okay. You sound like Mike Woodson. <laughs> I know. How's everybody? How's everybody? Trace, doing? Trace Jackson Davis. Got to get ready for Illinois. Illinois. Henry, what a guy. That that was a great call right there to to bring us back in, into the fold here. That 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 may or may not have been played at a local establishment, but that local establishment was not one of our favorites. Out on that, it was not the official, the no. unofficial local establishment of the Green and White Report. That is, I, everyone else should know what that means. Um, I do have to read one quick text that yes. I got from Matt Merrifield. More on that, Matt Merrifield did text me his gambling corner picks. Oh. We have and winners for even you. Even though he is not here today, we will read his picks at the end of the show. But without further ado. Well, one time I called Matt Merrifield the Joey Hauser of Impact, and he now says he has appointed me the Javi Baez of uh, so I, maybe I should wow. own that. Maybe I should own that and like really embrace the Did he give reasoning on why you are the Javi Baez no. of WDBM? No. Why do you think you're I'll the Javi Baez of WDBM? Because I'm uh I don't know. I'm polarizing, I guess. Hey, I don't know. We love you. If anybody hates you, they hate all of us. So I'm just a lot to handle sometimes. But whatever. That's uh, at least I'm aware of it. I'm not like sitting around, you know, pretending Trent's to be something up I'm to not. The plate. But you know what, Matt? Thank you for that. I'm gonna embrace that. I'm going to. Oh, he says big energy guy. I could see that. I guess. No, is Javi an energy guy? Yeah. Jay was. Jay, he, yeah. Uh, he's, okay. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll embrace it then, I guess. Yeah. That's, a, that's a fun thing. Yeah, he absolutely is. We, Javi is a guy that will give you a lot of swagger, and that's what, he, that's what he's going to bring the Tigers. And love it. I stay trying to do that. We, so. we got we to bring we – gotta, we got to get Tigers comparisons for everybody. That's our next – we'll get on that. Okay. I'm going to be working on that we'll subconsciously sh- we'll, we'll, for the next – Let's make that a segment. We'll make well, that, that a segment, segment next time we're on the air. Be a fun segment. We have a couple of quick things here. We're not going to spend a ton of time on this, but I did have a couple of thoughts I just wanted to get out of the way. Michigan State basketball – Obviously, you and I, Trent, 
covered the team throughout the entire season. The big news the last couple of weeks is associate head coach Dwayne Stevens, Dwayne DJ Stevens. We love you, DJ. Departing Michigan State for after almost two decades of service under Tom Izzo on the bench for the head coaching position at Western Michigan. And I, I'm really happy for him. Extremely well, well deserved. Extremely well deserved. He, he's a veteran assistant. He's a great coach. He's an outstanding recruiter. He knows the state of Michigan, and he's. I think he's going to turn Western around. That program is in shambles right now. <laughs> they, you know the Mac. They are not. Oh, good. I do know the Mac. My uh, brother it's was take some time. I once had inside sources on the Mac. Uh, my brother was a CMU. <laughs> he was a Fire CMU manager. Um, so I'm a Chippewa guy. So from that standpoint, I wish Dwayne Stevens does not revamp the Broncos program. However, it's also it is good for the Mac. It's yes, good for the rivalry. Good for DJ. I would like to see you know the Broncos put Gets up more of a fight a than, than to lose by 20 to the Chippewas every time they play. But you know, wow. that, that that would be great. So DJ, congratulations on behalf of us. We know you're listening. We know you love us. Somewhere Trent, out there, Trent always rides with Central Michigan. Oh, I'm a I'm a I'm a Chippewa at heart. My MAC team is Eastern Michigan. I am an Eastern <laughs> Michigan guy. Go Eagles! Fly the Eagles! Factory. Fly. Nevertheless, the factory. I forgot that's a thing. Oh, running through brick walls literally <laughs> at the beginning of games this is very much alive. We should do that pre-show. Run through a brick wall. <laughs> Put it up in the studio, Henry. Can we can we make that happen? We can go to Home Depot, get some bricks. Yeah, or, or just, Lowe's. <laughs> anywhere oh gosh two free plugs all right i gotta move on no free ads michigan state basketball Next exit question. exit yes <laughs> exit dj stevens if this team That's sandman if this i i listened to that song yesterday if this team brings in tom crean to oh. be its new associate head coach, I am not going to watch a game. Next Sloan, year. I'm so in on that. We're gonna have, we have to, we have to debate this. Clean. I love that he idea. Was so ratty at Georgia, ratty. I know, but I love that idea because he. I want someone new, Trent. Give I, me I, something I, fresh. I understand that, but Tom Izzo is going to go with. I think he's going to go with either Crean or like someone else like that. Dane. Who we, who we probably haven't really heard of. Dane Fife might be coming back. Who knows? That was a weird situation. Just odd. There was like no yeah. reasoning for why he left. Right? It just happened. I why he left Indiana, I'm he, saying my theory is that him and Woodson didn't get along yeah. great because Tom Izzo really empowers his assistant coaches to have a voice and really take command. And maybe Mike Woodson maybe, wasn't a fan yeah. of that because I'm sure Dane Fife brought that practice down to Bloomington. And it's something that worked here for him, but hey, maybe it didn't there. He's a quality well, coach. Whatever. I mean, you know, they gotta get ready for Illinois. So, so. why do you want Kareen? Uh, well, I just I don't hate the idea. I mean, he's got ties to Michigan State. He obviously has ties to Tom Izzo. I think he's a good X's and O's coach. I just don't think he's necessarily a great recruiter, or whatnot. So maybe you take a hit there. But I don't, I don't know. I don't hate it. I'd rather hire him than some guy I've never heard of. I guess it's going to be interesting to see where he goes. I also just think he's funny. There was there was a a quote that Tom Izzo told Graham Couch that made the rounds a little bit about Izzo alluding to the fact that he could bring in someone a little bit younger with some energy, but is Tom Crean the young person with energy no. that he's talking about? No, absolutely Tom not. Tom Crean is younger than Izzo. Honestly, if I had to if I had to make like a dream team of MSU assistant coaches right now, it would be like four. We're gonna go with four. Drew Valentine. Obviously the fifth is <laughs> the fifth is is Mike Garland because he Technically, is a special assistant to the head coach, but he was on the bench for every game yeah. last year and in the huddle, so he's on the bench. But if I had to make a, a dream team of four, it would be Dane Fife, Mark Montgomery, insert young and new 
energy like energy guy. person and then cream. That's the th I guess that's that's, that's fair. Like if if, if what we're talking about is we're missing energy on the bench, Crean is definitely not the guy out on that. When I think but of energy, I don't really think of Tom Crean. He's gonna want a job and like how many I think games he, he went at Georgia last year? I Seven. Don't know. I don't know. Eight. <laughs> Anthony Edwards though, dude. You know, two years he, ago he recruited. Crean is a good recruiter, which I suppose could be of help. But the other thing that's really making the rounds this offseason is the the status of Marcus Bingham Jr., Gabe Brown, and Joey Hauser. Hauser has alluded to the media a little bit that he is very on the fence about coming back. I think he's coming back. I think so, too. I would love it if he came back. Obviously, Gabe Brown and Marcus Bingham Jr. have both declared and hired an agent. They will be done. Joey Hauser, I want him back in the fold really bad because, like you said— Matt Merrifield is the Joey Hauser of the WDM Yeah, do it for Matt, Joey. Department. Come back for Matt. He, hey, he's going to be a rebounder. Him and Malik Hall could play off each other once again next year, even though I don't know about another year of them platooning. More on that later, potentially. He, but Joey Hauser really started shooting the ball well at the end of the year. And he always rebounds the ball. And he always Best rebounds. Best rebounder on the team last year, in my opinion. Probably. Most consistent, for sure. I know Marcus had more ability, but he, in terms of day in and day out when he got the minutes. Yeah, I mean, Marcus gets more by default, like you say. Yeah. But I, 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 no, I agree with you. Joey Hauser, that's what he brings to the table, and he's such an Izzo guy, too, from that standpoint. So, I don't know. I, I think the fans are probably mixed on whether they want him back or not. And, I don't know. The, the, the basketball analyst in me says, why not? Bring him back. He's a plus guy. So you have Hauser in the fold. I do. You have new assistant coach X or Y, hopefully not Tom Green. We do. But <laughs> after that, in terms of rounding out next year's team, Max Christie declared for the draft, didn't hire an agent. I think he's coming back. Yeah, he'll be back. I will say this, though. It wouldn't shock me if he went. It would shock me, I would say. I, I wouldn't be necessarily surprised. Maybe scouts see him as being really projectable. That's the thing. I just don't – I don't know. I think everyone – I think he's back. I – wholeheartedly do but i wouldn't be surprised see so i would be surprised solely because i think everyone kind of already knows what the scouting report on christie is like i think we already all know he's got to get more consistent shooting and he's, he's got to get bigger he's got to get bigger yep. those are the two things and like you can absolutely do that in another year of big 10 basketball i mean yeah. I, honestly I and think another that... offseason under izzo exactly so i i think he would i don't want to I, I hate acting like you know we're the smartest guys in the room, and well, I we think try it, not I, to I do think that it, ever. I think it show. would be foolish for him to go to the NBA right now. Henry, give us your take, Hank. This is interesting. Hank's take. <laughs> uh, actually, that that was just because Sloan said we we try to act like we never know everything. You know, that was, <laughs> that's what that was in reference to. Smartest guys Henry, in the room. We have a friend of the program, Ed Orgeron. You sound a lot like Ed Orgeron. Go Zagas. You sound. I don't know. I can't put my finger on it, but Hank definitely sounds like somebody. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna Mike keep. Wood, Mike Woodson for sure. Mike Woodson, yes, but it's it's like a. It's are we, like are a, we not in the realm of sports it's, anymore? It's a raspy. I don't know. I okay. Who cares? I'll, I'll I'll try to think of it. It's on the tip of my tongue. Let's put everything together before we break again. So, new assistant coach Joey Hauser returning. Max Christie. We're gonna say he's in the fold. I do believe he. I will. think he'll be back. You have. Obviously, the, the the sophomore class that's going to be next year and Jaden Akins and Pierre Brooks. You have the rising seniors like Malik Hall. Juniors are going to be Tyson Walker and A.J. Hogard. So you have the makings of a club. And that brings in another point. I know this is a very Twitter take. And this is not a transfer portal. This is an easy take. Like, I, this is not me thinking long and hard and doing research about something. But <laughs> this team 
And I hate doing this because this is a Twitter take. But this team, <laughs> this team needs to hit the portal hard. They need to. Look, every I, Final Four team this year, every Elite Eight team this year, Arkansas, Baylor, Arizona, North Carolina, go down the line. Everybody has an impact transfer, a Power Five transfer in their starting lineup. Look at yeah. Brady Manick, how yeah. good he was yep. down the Remy stretch. Martin. Look at James Akinjo at Baylor, even though they got upset. Look at Remy Martin. Duke didn't really hop in the portal as much as other teams, neither did Villanova, because that's just what they do. But they're also Arkansas mined the portal this year, and they're bringing in more guys this year. Yeah, yeah, no, out. Sloan, you're right. It's kind of like the new brand, but they have to do it. It's the newer brand of college hoops, and it's where college hoops are going. Because you can talk about uh, obviously, we uh, I would like a, a Big Ten transfer, but if you even look at this year's Michigan State team. You could argue, you know, your second, third best player was Tyson Walker, who's a transfer. So it's it's like just get. <laughs> what are we watching? What? Sorry, this is terrible radio, but Sloan is... I'm distracting. I am distracting. <laughs> no, you're fine. I just genuinely paint, paint a picture I, for everyone. I genuinely thought that was funny. We're watching some like old what is happening? They're running the option football highlights NFL. from like oh, 19 NFL or college. Oh man, touchdown! touchdown. We're, we're watching what? NFL highlights from when the goalposts were not in the back of the end zone. Put it that way. Oh I mean, it's, 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 this is probably this is 19. I, I want football. 65. Back. Anyways, what was I even talking about? Oh, Tyson it's the new, Walker. It's the, Tyson Walker was a transfer. I know he wasn't a big 10 guy, but you just see, you can see how much he impacted the team this year. So Sloan, you're right. You have to, you have to get better. And I'm not sure if Jackson Kohler and Trey Holloway are the answer to getting better. And like, you know, in a one year swing, I think those guys are going to be good here. I just don't. I don't know if like you, you lose Brown and if you if you lose Christie you lose Bingham and then it's like what what are you adding here you know what I mean this what are you adding a, to the mix they need a back to the basket five well they need a five and they need a wing who shoots it they're fine at guard they got a lot of guards they got a lot of guys who can play on the ball I think the five is the big deal because you have Marble I, I who's your think, most consistent low post scorer I do but, think without Brown and, and missing his shooting and missing Bingham shooting I think they're a shooter short even though they're going to be good in that regard next year I, I'd like to see another wing too but I agree with you the five is the priority that was just the because that was Julius the, is better in 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 short spurts like yeah. we talked about at length yeah I don't think he's a starting caliber I don't want to say, say like sound like that but I definitely think there's of all the position groups on your roster, that's the one that I look at, and it's like, okay, you know, it's Julius yeah. Marble and a lot of small Suzuko, ball next year. Like, gonna, I, yeah, Maudie, I, he'll Maudie, play more, and I like his game. He'll hit the deck, hit the deck, Maudi. He will. I can't, I can't wait for that. He'll block shots. He's gonna send it in. But anyways, I, 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 I agree with you, Sloan. Ultimately, and it is a Twitter take, but it's the truth. I mean, that's what the fans are, you know, clamoring for. They, <laughs> this, this, this TV program is unreal. I. I, I can't I, I can't like string together sentences without this getting is, distracted. And this left. is this is the worst radio we maybe have <laughs> ever done ever on this show, and that's okay because but there there is something going on behind us that I I don't know what it is, but I am so intrigued. We have a t- oh. Henry, you got to just cut our mics off. That's going to be the name of that's gonna, We're going to title the episode that. But hey, we have Tom a TV. Hit the portal. Yes, we have a TV here in the studio. And it's it's behind <laughs> Trent and I, and we had it on the news when we were when we were walking in. We had it on NBC, no yes. free ads. But <laughs> the news ended at eleven, and since then there is some kind of documentary on, and it includes old black and white hi, uh, video highlights of football in probably the '60s when they were running the option <laughs> and not throwing the ball, and it, it's it includes highlights. 
old graphics from like 2003. I think Vince Lombardi is, is involved here. I'm seeing his name Jim a lot. Jim Taylor. I don't know who Jim that guy Taylor. is. So. I have no idea who Jim Taylor is. And then there's also clips of old interviews that probably were taped in the 80s. Yeah, that it's, were it's all over the film. place. It's all I, over the place. We might just have to stop the show and, and turn the volume <laughs> up on this and figure out what's going on. This is who football is right guy? here. Oh. Wow. With this this show, man. I mean, this this show today is so off the rails. And why is this on NBC? <laughs> We What's should the put significance? On, we should put on TV church. <laughs> All right, we got to go to break. We got we have to go to break. All right. And he scores! Moral of the story, if there's anything that we came out of this segment with, other than old-timey football, which we're still watching back here, and I'm fascinated, <laughs> it's t- please know Tom Crean. Yes. Joey Hauser is coming back. Hit the portal hard. Hit the deck. Hit the portal. Send it in! We need to send it Power in. five transfers. Power five transfers. Give me a big man. On the other side, we have an NBA full court press that we're going to get into. Final game of the regular season today for the Pistons. We're going to get into them a little bit too as well. But still a lot to do. Green and white report. Welcome to the Impact Sports Update here on the Green and White Report. MSU Baseball dropped the first out of the three-game series in Columbus against Ohio State on Saturday, 13-5, putting them at 12-14 on the year. They'll play a doubleheader today starting at 1 o'clock and 4.05 at Nick Swisher Field. This has been your Impact Sports Update. What a damn joke that Nick Swisher has a stadium named after I love it. I love it. He's all I they. Ha- he's it. all they got historically. New York Yankees legend Nick Swisher, yeah, Cleveland, Cleveland Indians, Cleveland legend. Iwords legend Nick Swisher. Look, by the way, also before we get too off the rails again, I do have to say you can listen to Matt Merrifield and Tommy Cavanaugh mm-hmm. call this game uh, right after the show. Correct. Jay, Jay DeCoster will be right here <laughs> in studio. Uh, he'll be on the board for the game. Oh, Jay, oh. you're bored out. Nice. Yes, it is an all-in team effort today. It's a star-studded here crew. Here at the, the WDBM compound, Nick Swisher Field questionable out <laughs> i'm out on nick swisher oh my gosh he hit 240 with 26 home runs for the yankees name a stadium after him yeah i know that is bizarre he must have been a, he must have cut him a big check or something yeah oh my yeah he does have some quite a few millions but that, that's beside the point all right henry is going to join us so here. so if anybody out there just cannot take this just text in and be like Turn Hank out. Turn, Get this guy yeah. off the air yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll accommodate you, I promise. So we have a we have an NBA full court press with Mr. Henry Menegos and get cut him a break, people. Cut him a break. Yeah, we, we had a bar crawl last night. Just I'm just gonna <laughs> call it how it is. We've been beating around the bush for the last half hour, forty five. We 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 had fun last night, people. It was fun. Now we are delivering the sports. Full Mr. court Menegos. press question. Will the Brooklyn Nets make a run in this year's playoffs? No. no I, I they do will not, not think so. The Brooklyn Nets, this is so fascinating to me because they if still they have, have Simmons, they could. They still have like the second highest championship odds. Like, bro, they they're gonna be in the play in tournament. Like, what are we talking about here? They're gonna have to win two do or die games. And this is a team that has not consistently strung together wins all season. And they also have been and people are like, oh, when they're healthy and when they have all their, di- it's like okay, but they don't. They just don't. they never do. So I, it it's it's mind boggling to me that they're getting so much love and they're still like such a dude. They're gonna have to play the Bucks at some point, who are just rolling, and Giannis yeah. just has their number. Like I don't I don't get it. The so Bucks are Miami no. in the first round. Yeah. Oof. 
if they get out of the plan. That's the thing. You you survived the plan. It's like, great, now i got to turn around and play Giannis, the, the MVP the of the league. The thing about the Nets is that if they had their full complements of pieces and they all had played together for a long period of time and had chemistry, I would be in yeah, on them. They, but there's just no track record. And that. this is a hot take by me, but I think Ben Simmons has a role on that team moving forward, and sure. I think he's going to play it damn well. He's not going to be asked to shoot the ball that much. He's a good assist man. He can handle it a little bit. You can do KD and Ben Simmons pick and roll, which honestly might not be a terrible thing. And he's going to lock down a team's best player. That's the thing, his defense. He's got a role on that team. And he's going to allow KD to focus more on the offensive end and not have to carry on both. I mean, think about the future of the Nets beyond this year, because you and I are both out on them making a playoff run. But hypothetically, if if this instance that we're about to paint was this season's circumstance, this could be a conference finals team. Kevin Durant, healthy because he's banged up. Kyrie Irving in the fold for the entire season because uh, it's their chemistry is way off. You add in Seth Curry. It's a joke. You add in the defensive stopper in in Andre Drummond. In Simmons. Andre Drummond <laughs> is uh, the backup five. Nicholas Claxton. And then you have Joe Harris, who's a shooter. Their pieces, if they were healthy and playing together, and too many ifs and buts. Yeah, yeah. If, 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 ifs if, and buts if, and if, candy if, 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 and nuts. It's like. The, the Nets would be a conference finals team. And that's that sure. And that's but that, that and we're on the same page here, Sloan, but like that's not Next the question, year, right? The question yeah. is can they make a run this year? No. And Steve Nash better not get fired. Oh man, he's not a good coach though. Yeah, but he does not know what he's doing. I mean he this year their rotations make no sense and KD plays like thirty eight minutes every night. It's like, all right. Yeah, the, the, they'll, they'll run. That ain't sustainable. They'll run Drummond out there and just all guards. And I'll be like, what? <laughs> yeah, and Andre Drummond's doing the peace sign oh before gosh. before dunks. I love that. Andre I, Drummond I, is back. I love that because I know how much Detroit fans like don't like him. I was always, an, I was an, always an Andre guy. So. I was for a while. And oh, then at the end, I was like, I still am an Andre guy. You gonna get an Andre Drummond Nets jersey? No, hell no, <laughs> hell no. But I have not gotten rid of my Pistons ones. Oh, so all right. And I say That's ones plural because I do have three of them. Huge. Oh, three. All right, man. All right, Henry. I love you, Dre. Full court press question: Will the Lakers trade Anthony Davis? They should. They should, but they won't. I, I don't know who wants him. That's oh, my he's thing. Made a glass. I don't know what his. Value is at this point. He's like the person in the SpongeBob episode who they're selling the chocolate to. I was born with glass bones and paper skin. He, if he cuts or moves or comes down with the rebound and, and and plants his feet on the ground, he just breaks. Yeah, and he's like fine china. And at some point, like we've we have to trust what we see with our eyes, dude. Like this guy, this this is a man and Anthony Davis who the only time he's ever had a great playoff run. I, I mean, there was a, they had the one in, I think, when they were the sixth seed in New Orleans. But other than that, with the Lakers, their championship run, he had a five-month hiatus. And everyone, you know, wants to talk about how that benefited LeBron. It benefited AD, I think, more than anyone in the league because he's, as you said, Sloan, he's so brittle. And he got five months of rest, and then he came back and won the title. And since then, he has played, I think he played like 40 games this year. He never scored above 35 points. I saw that this morning. Shout out Nick Wright. It's like what at some point it's like Lakers. What do you you got to get LeBron a better running mate because you just wasted his year 20 or is what, 19 or 20? What is it? I think 19. Year I 19. Think. LeBron averaged 30 points a game this year and you got nothing. Quite literally nothing out of it. I full circle on the Lakers. I think obviously 
Frank Vogel needs to oh, go. Out. I think Rob Polinka needs to go. Out. I think the roster needs to be completely flipped. But here's the problem. No one's going to want AD. His contract is That's the thing. I don't, I don't think anyone wants He him. gets hurt way too much. No one wants Russell Westbrook, <laughs> even though I saw a rumor last week that the Charlotte Hornets are interested in Russell Westbrook. That's a very Charlotte Hornets thing to do. Hey, maybe they'll take on his money so they can't afford to pay bridges, and then he'll be a piss then. Michael, just, Michael Jordan just wants him because he likes he's – he, isn't Russ signed by Jordan? He's I a Jordan so. guy. Yeah. But – Go get your guy, Michael. Full You're such a great switch. GM. I think they. I think the Lakers need a new GM. Obviously, they need a new coach. Both those hires are going to be extremely pivotal. They need to tear this roster down. I mean, going into the year, how did they think this was going to work? Bringing in Malik Monk, yeah. DeAndre Jordan, Kendrick Nunn, Kendrick Nunn, Trevor Ariza, Carmelo Anthony, K- Kent Bazemore, Avery Bradley, Wayne Ellington. They literally are you didn't. Me? They didn't. Are bring, you kidding me? They literally like let everyone walk. I don't understand. I don't understand how that just back how Dwight. that how that just went over my head, and I thought they were still going to be fine. Like that going forward, there was a point when they had AD, Braun, and no one else under contract. Yeah. Oh, and Taylor Horton Tucker. Yeah. Who did nothing this year? Yeah. Did not take a step at all, and people thought he would, and that's why they got rid of Caruso. It's just it, this Lakers are in trouble. This is a fall on your face failure for the Lakers this season. They got to get better. They got to re up. But uh, will they in- trade AD? I don't think so because I don't think anyone wants AD. I think they're in big trouble, and it's going to be interesting to see how LeBron handles this. Full court press question: Will Milwaukee repeat as champions? I do not think so. No, I, uh, I think they. I think they could represent the East again. I do think they're making they're it out of the East again, but I think our champion comes out of the West. I think it's either the Phoenix Suns or, are you ready for this, the Memphis Grizzlies? Mm. I would love to see the Memphis Grizzlies win a title. Obviously, Xavier Tillman, Jaron Jackson Jr. Shout out to those guys; they're Spartan dogs, but. That team is a well-oiled machine, and they have kept it going even with Josh sideline. John Morant going to come back 100% healthy. They will be a problem for the West. It's I funny, really believe that. It's funny you bring up this point. That leads great into, into Henry's next question. Full court. <laughs> full court. <laughs> full court I'm sorry, question. Henry. Do the Memphis Grizzlies have a legit chance to win it all? Yes. Absolutely. I think they got a chance. I don't think they're again, young. I, they play good defense. They shoot the ball extremely well. And they have such great positional versatility. They're well they coached. can switch everything. Their bigs are, are, are Steven Adams is, is going to rebound every, every chance. Jaron Jackson stretches the floor. That's you the have thing. A they, star. They have no it's weaknesses. It's such a well constructed team. And I look at Memphis and I'm like, Damn, did they get it right. They go get your star in John Morant. They go get Taylor Jenkins off Greg Popovich's bench, and he is a fantastic young coach in this league. And then all of the mid-first-round picks, the, the the free agent pickups, the little ads that they've had to this team have all hit. They're, they're, they have flexibility with the cap. They have even some draft flexibility, too. They're young. These guys are under contract. They're going to be healthy headed into the playoffs. It's just check, 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 check. They're 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 the model of how you build up a team in a small market without having and going going and signing you know insert large cap player on a game to game basis. How do you look at the Memphis Grizzlies? Like, what do you point to and say that's how you that's right how you too. beat the Grizzlies? Like, you can't. There's nothing. There's no sink. You just got to hope they don't have a good night. And yeah. that's why I I, I really is, do is think they're too. they're that good. They're deep, they're young, they're hungry, and I, I, I really 
Just keep an eye on the Grizzlies. I think the Suns will probably... I don't think people expect anything out of them either, to be honest. No, that, the expectations are low, and somehow it's right in front of our face. We're seeing them play so well, and you know they've got... I mean, Jaws quietly become a top-ten player in the league when he's healthy and stuff. Easily. So Jaron did... Jaron's incredible Terrible for them. health problems last year. Bounced back in a huge way this year. Best he's shot blocker in the them. league right now. Yeah, he is. And So anyways, yes, they have a legit chance. I do think Phoenix will probably end up besting them, but... Do not sleep on your Memphis Grizzlies. Full court press question, are the Celtics actually legit, or will they have another early round exit in the playoffs? Interesting question, because they obviously started the season very slow. Uh, Ime Udoka had a horrible start to his head coaching tenure there. And since, since I think, Christmas or New Year's or something like that, they they have, like, the best record in the league since then. So, I mean, they They have star power. They are peaking at the right time, and for that reason, I will say they're legit. They do have Tatum. They do have Brown. They have, like you said, they've got the star power. They It seems that they might have the coaching now. I don't know. Kind of weird situation, weird sample size. But I'll say they're legit. I don't know. I think they get to the second round. And then I Second think they, they might. I, I got to look at the standings right now because I want to see. That sounds about right for me as well. I, I mean, that leads into my point. Second round probably is realistic because the East is so crowded. I mean, you have Philly, you've got Milwaukee. No one's talking about Miami. Mm-hmm. You have obviously the Nets who can yeah, make some. Yeah, I mean, the Nets are going to be dangerous. Atlanta could make another run. It wouldn't surprise me. Toronto is red hot right now. You have a lot of teams that are jumbled up. Which, which gives me pause to really embrace anyone but the reigning champs in the East because it could just be cannibalism. No, oh, it absolutely could. That's why, that, honestly, today's action is going to be interesting because there's I, still some stuff on the line here. The Celtics and Sixers are currently tied for third I'll tell you one thing. I'm going home after this show and watching sports all day. You have the Masters. You have the Detroit Tigers baseball. You have the NBA. You have the Pistons on today. I mean, hello, friends. gracious. Yes. It's no, a it, good day to be a is, sports fan. It's a good day to be alive. Oh, but uh, I'll, I'll say, no, Celtic. yeah, like you said, Sloan, you laid out all the teams. I just think too much would have to go right for the Celtics to actually make, like, their first big run. It, well, actually, they went to the – didn't they go to the conference finals in 18? They lost to LeBron, and then – Yes. What have they done since then? Do we know? Can Last we remember? Last year was a first-round exit. Last year was a first – the Hawks. I guess it doesn't really matter. I'm just the, the, I mean, our knowledge is being I, tested, and it is not. We are not passing the test. Oh, but okay, we can go to the next yes. question. <laughs> Ball court press question: Who will be the best player in these playoffs? Devin Booker. Suns are winning it this year. The pride of Granville. I love it. The the bulldog the, in me loves that answer. The Suns are so well coached. They are so talented. Much like Memphis. They don't have a position of weakness. They have depth, and they, they're getting after it defensively this year more so than last year. They have a legit star. They have a sage veteran in Chris Paul who needs to get that ring, needs to yeah, get that he does. ring. I, I... And last year, it, last year was Milwaukee's year. It, it was. they Milwaukee and Giannis were due for a ring, yep. and they won it last year. They and, deserved and it. Completely. Mike Budenholzer was due for a ring. It was their year. This year could be the same thing said about Phoenix. They went there. They know they have those expectations. They have gritty veterans like Jay Crowder. Torrey Craig is an ad that I love for them because he just gets after it defensively. Aiton has been a new player this year and is going to get paid in free agency. They're getting healthy at the right time. I see Phoenix headed into these playoffs. Obviously, their record is the best in the NBA, but I, I think they're playing this year with something different. I think they have a little bit of a chip. And wow, I mean, the question was who's the best player in these playoffs? 
Devin Booker, I, I, is it is it a crazy take by me to say that he's still slept on? No, no, because he is. He's People just, do not he, respect him as a top ten player in this. league. Well, he's also he just will, his. It, this is going to be a real. I don't want to say coming out party. He's going to prove people wrong in these playoffs. I I think he's been criminally overlooked, Sloan. You're exactly right. I'm going to pull up his numbers here real quick because he this season is averaging 27 points, five rebounds, and five assists on the best team. Like, and he's getting no MVP consideration. And they have a lot of shots to go around. I mean, you have Aiton. He, he takes up a high volume of shots. Chris Paul is going to create and have the ball in his hands. Booker's going to be play on the ball. He's going to play off the ball. He's been better defensively and. Like they're just, I just love Devin Booker, the, the player. He's, I love his confidence. I, he's never rattled. Yeah. Oh, he's but, a, he's like the new Kobe. That's what I, they say. Who's, I mean, who's going to be your best player? Because it could be Giannis. Yeah, again. I'll make I'll make this quick. I think it's Giannis. Yeah. I think the way Giannis and the Bucks have finally kind of peaked, they're rolling. They know they've got it down to a science now. You know, they know it's a marathon, not a sprint. They kind of took their foot off the gas in the middle of the season, and now they're starting to peak again. And I just think after the run Giannis had last year, that's a guy to me that now that he's got the confidence, watch out. Because, I mean, he, he, I think he's going to put up another incredible playoffs. So is it a terrible, that's my guy. Is it a terrible take by me to say that we could see Milwaukee and Phoenix again? No. No, absolutely because not. Because the more and more I collect my thoughts, the more and more I am <clears throat> I think I think as that. we sit here today, those are the two best teams in their respective conferences, you know? Yeah. I think the, I think the Suns are the best con- best team in the West, and I think the Bucs, despite being third, are – the best in the East. I can so that's, agree. That's all. All right, Mr. Menegos. Full court press question. Who is your sleeper team to win it all? I'm interested in your thoughts on this trend. So I guess mine would technically be Memphis because I don't know where their championship odds are, but I, I love Memphis to do something legit. I guess my sleeper would be the 76ers. Are they even a sleeper? I I, I say yes. With their history in the playoffs and, and, and bowing out. That's why easily. I think a lot of people are off them, but I think it's a different – it's a different energy. It's a different vibe in there. I know Harden's been really, really inconsistent. And I know no one no one on this show is a Harden guy. And I was kind of put in the corner and pigeonholed as the Harden guy a couple weeks ago, even though I don't even really like him. He's going to be – I think he'll figure it out. And the change of scenery might be what he needed to perform well in the playoffs. So I guess my, my official sleeper is the Grizzlies, and then I will say the 76ers. Mine's Miami. Every, every year Miami has a good team. And, and has a good regular season. They overachieve. They, they they overachieve in the playoffs. But it's it just seems like another year that Eric Spolster just goes out and and proves a lot of people. I don't want to say wrong, but like in the bubble, for example, no one had them coming out of that. No, nobody. Miami is young. They're getting healthy at the right time. Having Depot back is huge. Having Kyle Lowry in the mix is huge. Having P.J. Tucker's veteran influence is huge. Obviously, Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, they're still there. They have a great combo of, of veterans. Lowry's been there, done it, won it. They're young. They're going to be well coached. Once again, it, it's kind of hard to call them a sleeper because they're tops in the East right now. But I don't think people are talking about them for a ring right now. And people that's should. the thing is, is what the conversations are because while Memphis is the two, the two seed in the West, like that's my pick, obviously. They're not really getting talked about or taken seriously in the big picture to win a ring. So you're right, Sloan. I guess what con- what constitutes a sleeper is up to our listeners to decide. But I I, I like our picks. I agree. Who makes it? Oh, wow. Oh, no, you're, <laughs> I, no, you're, Henry, Who makes it further in the playoffs, Dallas or Philadelphia? I I wrote this one down because these are two teams that have star power. They've made recent coaching changes. They're both. 
like four in their respective conference. They are, yeah. They both, both have expectations right this season. And they almost have an identical record. Well. They both bow out in the playoffs on a consistent basis. I am going with the Dallas Mavericks. Ooh. I think if they have the best player of both these teams in Luka Doncic, they seem to be clicking at the right time. They had another kind of clunky start to the season. 500-ish. They were in the play-in. I think Jason Kidd was trying to find his way as head coach. You know me, Trent, and you know that I'm not a Sixers guy. Not. I'm not again this year. I think Doc Rivers is criminally overrated. That's true. Criminally. That is he true. He got one title and everyone went out and knighted him. Oh, yeah. He's blown three 3-1 leads. He blew a 3-1 lead in the Bush administration. He threw a 3-1 th- lead. He blew a 3-1 lead during the Obama administration and, of course, two years ago. He, it's, un- it's, it's unfathomable. He goes out to the, the West Coast, L.A., La La Town. And, and, and does nothing with the Clippers. Yeah. He comes to Philly, and everyone thinks he's just going to turn things around. But I'm interested in your take on this. I just simply think that I, I, all that's true, and I don't trust Philly, really. But I don't trust Harden. But I'm looking at this, and I think if these if these standings hold, it would be Philadelphia versus the Raptors in round one. And I think Philadelphia wins maybe in a sweep. I, I think I think the Raptors are. You're not putting much stock into the Raptors' no. late season renaissance. No, not Nick at all. Nurse. And if so, if if that, but in the West, if that holds, it's going to be Mavericks Jazz in the four or five, and I think that's a series. So I I could see the Mavericks losing in round one, whereas I don't think Philly's even got a chance to lose in round one, which I know is crazy because I, I I'm critical of Philly for all the reasons you are Sloan. I don't trust Doc Rivers. They're inconsistent. They have a history of bowing out early, but I just. There's too much, I guess, when I look at it. Like, I think the Mavericks have potential to lose earlier simply because of the matchup. That's all. That's that's a very good point. Final one. Final question. Are we in or out on the play-in tournament? I am so out on the play-in tournament. I just think it's it's, so gimmicky. I just, yeah, I just don't know why. Like, it's just exciting, I guess. We're we're trying to spice things up. When they did it last year, I was just... It's, it's just it unnecessary. Weird. Yeah, no, more it, games it, too on players. It's clearly just for like ratings and to get more eyes on the TV. I think that's all it is. And you're getting more teams in the mix. You and I know why they did this because the East is bad and the West is good, and they wanted to give more teams in the West yeah. a chance. Oh, hey, the San Antonio Spurs are going to make it in this thing, and the Minnesota Timberwolves, two ratty teams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, is, yeah. How's that playing working for you now? Yeah, it's gimmicky. It feels like the first four in the NCAA tournament. It really does, and feel the first weird. four works for the NCAA tournament, but not in the pros. Yeah, it's, I don't it's, get it. It's dumb. They they add like You're these do or die games. That, or, yeah, come on. I think it, I think it's lame as well. I just I mean I don't know. this is kind of a quick one. I wanted I enjoy, to get your thoughts I, on it. I do enjoy it because I enjoy basketball and I enjoy winner go home situations. But you know me, I am so anti playoff expansion in any regard. This is any just, regard. I hated just, it in the NFL last year. How the how the Steelers and Philly fare in the playoffs yeah, last right. year? Give them a damn buzzer. <laughs> I hate playoff expansion. I hate it. My playoff goodness. expansion. Out. Out. No, I'm ultimately I'm not as passionate about it as Sloan is clearly, but uh, I I I think the play in is just too cute. It's unnecessary. Why? You know. I don't know. That's top of the hour. Six after on WDBME Slancing. You want to do Lions or Pistons next? I'm, I'm leaning Lions. Ooh, let's do Lions. Lions? Yeah. Lions next. We have, I was able to find a really cool article on Sports Illustrated that recapped all of the Lions mock drafts in the last week by all the national media outlets, ESPN, The Athletic, etc. Their, their picks for the number two selection for the Lions and number 32. We're going to go in or out on those selections in these various mock drafts for the last week. This is something that we're going to start doing on a recurring basis as the time develops and we get closer to the draft. 
And, and it's going to be, I'm interested to see how this goes. So we're going to try this out. Top of the hour, Green and White Report. 89 FM, the music that matters. Welcome back to the Green and White Report. You, Trent, you were a little bit late putting on your headset there, so I wanted you to... Oh, get, oh no, of course. I, we got to let this play. I knew what song it was. Funny story while this is playing. We got to let this play. Mariano Rivera. Greatest closer in baseball history. My brother Brock and I tried to channel that into Greg Soto on opening day when he was running out. We played this and then really loud. And then he gave <laughs> That ball was stung. We got to keep letting it play. I'm feeling like the, this is the Virginia Tech walkout song right here. Such a build. First weekend of college football. Always electric. They got Brent Pry as their head coach now. We'll see how he does. We're just stalling for time. So worth it. Easily. One of the best riffs of all time. Written by yours truly, Kirk Hammett. Wonderful guy. Great guitarist. Slept on. Henry. That was just a beautiful choice to bring us back in from break. We're nine past the hour here on the Green and White Report. Still a lot to do. But we're going to talk some Lions right now. 2 and 32 are the selections here in the, the draft, which is, my goodness, coming up quick. It is. And a really cool article, sportsillustrated.com. I, I saw this this morning, and I wanted to do it on air. This article compiled all of the, the mock drafts done in the past week by various outlets, including Pro Football Network, Pro Football Focus, NFL.com, CBS Sports, Sports Illustrated themselves, ESPN, etc. And they compiled all the, the picks for the Lions at 2 and 32. This assumes they don't trade down, because obviously this is the we, we can't assume that right now. Right. But straight up, these are the picks. So Trent and I are going to go down the list at 2 and 32. They kind of alternate a little bit, depending on the mock. And and we're just going to we're, – it, it's in or out. You know in or out. Oh, Trent you all and I are that. always in on this show and, 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 and talking Lions football. And let's just start things off. Number one, Edge, Aiden Hutchinson, Michigan. I just don't – I don't know why this is getting traction. Now. I am out I, I don't because think he's, he's going to go number one yeah, overall. I don't think he's going to be available. I honestly would pick Hutchinson over Thibodeau. I agree, but I mean we'll get to that in a second. I don't know. I, 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 do I have a, I have a there... rule. I have a rule against picking players from Michigan and Michigan State on the Lions, though. Don't do it. I it just ultimately it just I, is too, it's the, too sexy. The local bias is just. I know it. It, oh, it, and it, it applies with me. It applies the pressure too, and whatever. But um, I I just He's not I don't. Be there. Is there a weird like what's going on? Is there a in conversation that, in that about mock, they had Evan Neal going number one overall? Okay, so if the which. The, the the dumb Jaguars are not going to pick a, a, a tackle number one overall because no. they're stupid, and they're going to go with, with, with Hutchinson. They love Hutchinson right now. So I'm out on this yeah, because, because it's not available. Yes. Second, this is, a, a, once again, the number two overall pick, Kayvon Thibodeau, Oregon. I just, yeah. I'm I don't starting know. To I, get, I, I'm I, starting to get, you and I were out yeah. earlier I, I'm not I'm warming fully up to it. in, but I am warming up to it. They, the Lions are very interested in him. I'm warming up to it because of my built-in defense system, which is, oh, it looks like that's the most likely scenario, so now I have to talk Accept myself it. into being okay with it because when draft night happens, I don't want to be sad and drinking my sorrows away. Lions so, like him. 
Yeah, the, the Lions do like him a lot, and Brad Holmes uh, apparently had the longest conversation with him at Pro Day. And what there's there's a lot it's of weird fi- weird leaks about it. It would fill a need. It would fill a it need. Fill a I need. just the the questions about the motor again. I don't really know how credible those are. We won't know I, until he gets on the field. And you just and like what are we what are we working with here, right? Like you said, Sloan, you just got he is work- a talent. He, he is, is a he's damn got good great talent. talent. My thing is. The, the motor questions are what they are, but you're exactly right, Sloan. We won't know until he's on the field. So it doesn't really – you got to pick the best player, it. and it seems like he's – it seems like this is the most likely scenario. And they need an end bad. They do. Really bad. Got to sure up that edge. Next, once again, we're staying at number two. D-Lyman, Georgia, Trayvon, Trayvon Walker. Pardon I, me. I like this the most um, because I think he's just a massive specimen. I agree, and it's coming off a big year. And he has the SEC experience. Like, you know, I just, I, lo- I love. I'm in. I'm I'm very in on that. I'm in. Very in on it. it I, I think he's one of the most slept on players in this draft. Sure. Even though his stock is rising right now. Yep. And it's really gaining traction in Lions circles. And once again, it would fill a need. That, it's kind of Joe Burrow-esque. The big senior year, the national title, and then maybe that's going to boost his draft stock extremely significantly. Yes. I think you and I are both in on this. I am. I'd, Next, be, I'd be ecstatic if they if they pick Walker. Quarterback, Malik Willis, Liberty. If you want to hear the I full debate on this, out. Sloan and I got into it probably two weeks ago. It's, is in when we did the full, it's in podcast form. You can go check it out from two weeks ago, Green and White Report. But ultimately, I'm in on it because of the potential of it being what turns the franchise around. It's like a, it's a boom or bust move. I know Sloan thinks it might be more of a bust, and you you're probably right. It's more likely he would end up being year, baby. a franchise guy. But it would it would bring a lot of excitement. You have to admit, at some point, it would bring a lot of excitement. You you don't think so? Lions fans, well, your emotions. Be be fine with just having golf next year. No, I am. And, and I am. I, I think I they would too. they would sit him. They would sit Malik Willis for a year. And then roll into 2023 with Malik Willis under center. I think that's kind of the idea. But it does seem like this is off the table now. I like Brad Holmes mentioned or Dan Campbell. It was. I don't think it's happening. Dan Campbell mentioned something about like we're we're very confident with golf and blah, blah, quarterback blah, so. at 32 though. Yeah, more that, that, that's mo- more, more likely. That in a moment more likely looks and oh, I have some thoughts on that too. Next, this is once again at two. This is a quick one. Safety, Kyle Hamilton, Notre Dame. I am out I'm on in. that. I am in. Really? Yes, I am. This is my guy that I that one like draft talk originally started. This is the guy I wanted because you locked up Tracy Walker, you've got him back there, and I just can't stand watching Will Harris. So I like the idea of putting Hamilton back there with Walker because I think ultimately at the end of the day, as His we speed know though, concerns it, me a little bit. Maybe a little bit, and that's that's a fair criticism. I think ultimately you obviously have to have the pass rush. You can have the best secondary in the in the you know in the country in the league, whatever, and you'll still get burned if you don't have anyone getting to the quarterback. So ultimately, I'd rather pick an edge guy. But I really like Kyle Hamilton. I will say that. I'll say this too about this pick, and and we won't spend a ton of time on this. But I have a rule that I have adopted, and this is an this is not an original take by me. Shout out to Mike Beleni, former WDBM, the Impact Voice. To 1998 to 2002 for anybody interested. Ooh. He has a rule for top five picks. You either pick big people or quarterbacks. Kyle Hamilton does not fit 
the, the, the rule of big people or quarterbacks. And I know that sounds a little bit gimmicky, but I am in on that. You need you need you need to maximize the value there. You can find a safety potentially at thirty two. That's true. That and Brad moment. Holmes has been able to you know even in one draft he's proven that you know Derek Barnes was great for the Lions this year. I, I like Brown, Hamilton. I'd love him at like five. But that, no, that's fair. This it's, team is it's not looking like they're going to trade down. Thibodeau is looking like the play. This draft is just so underwhelming. That's the trend I keep coming back to, Sloan. Because you're exactly right. I mean Hamilton at five or six would be like, and wow, once again, awesome. I, I, I keep playing this and playing this and playing this, and I don't know if it's going to happen. And even though there's been some rumors about it recently, I, I want them to trade down very desperately because I'm I'm very underwhelmed with this draft. Yeah. But that's the problem. I'm very excited about the, the prospects of next year's draft and, 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 and potentially recouping more picks to trade down, I think would be a, a big time move. But... Let's now turn our attention to the the 32nd overall pick, the last pick in the first round. First up, we have wide receiver George Pickens from Georgia, and I could not be more in on this pick. I'm not sure he's going to be there, to be honest. Yeah, I'm not either. The, the, the wide receivers in this draft, there's a lot of them, but they're kind of all jumbled towards the end of the first, beginning of the second round. I think, I'm really keyed in on a receiver for 32. I think I think that would be a success. Uh, if you come out of this draft with, hey, a one, a, an edge rusher you know, in the, at two, and then a receiver at 32, I think you fill two big needs there. So I'm in on that. I don't, I don't necessarily care about the names. Uh, I know there's a lot of good receivers from Power Five schools in this draft, so I think you got to get one. I want Drake London. I know he's not going to be there. Yeah. I don't think he, any of these mocks have him there because they yeah. know he's going to be picked. He will. Next, this is an interesting one. This is being mocked by one draft quarterback, Andrew Booth from Clemson. That is cornerback yeah. to our to our listeners. I I why why would you do something like this? You can find <laughs> one in a later round. Yeah, I just think Rolling the Lions next year with Amani Awarie and Okuda and Jerry Jacobs. Yes, I love what the Lions were able to do in the secondary towards the end of the year. And obviously, your one big hole is that. Thank uh, goodness Aubrey Pleasant didn't go accept the Vikings D or the yeah. defensive coordinator job. Yes. secondary coach of the Lions. But yes, I don't get this one a ton. Clemson did not have a good year last year, so so. Admittedly, we didn't get to watch him a ton in game action. But next, this is an interesting one. Double down on edge lineman. Defensive end Drake Jackson from USC. Would you be down to double down on D lineman in the first round? I don't love the idea, but I think I, I, that I, don't, I like it more than a corner. I think the logic there is we're going to pick two edge rushers in the first round and one of them is going to hit. Like, I, I think that's the logic. If they both hit, great. If not, like, this is draft is underwhelming as it is. We're going to pick two edge rushers, and one of them is going to change life for us uh, opposite Romeo Okwara. I think that's kind of the – at least that's how I'm looking at it if that were to be the case. But ultimately, no, I'd rather, I'd rather spread the love a little bit, pick another edge rusher later in the draft. So, next one's interesting. Okay. We're at 32. Quarterback Sam Howell, North Carolina. I could not be more out on that. I just don't I don't like any of the quarterbacks outside of Willis, to be completely honest. I don't even love Willis. And so spoiler, I, we have another one coming up, Desmond Ritter at 32. Yeah, I also don't, out on I, I just don't I don't see it from any of those guys, really, to be honest with you. Like I, I don't want to pick a quarterback this year unless it's Malik Willis. How's that? The other thing, too, is that if you just look at the way the league is constructed right now, I know someone like Tom Brady or Drew Brees. Being a, not a first, not a top five pick is like, wow, people can find quarterbacks. Look at this. But if you look, it's top five picks. It's bona fide guys. Yep. 
That's just how it works. Second, third round quarterbacks consistently fail. Oh, let's take a flyer. This yeah, will be it, very flyery. I, I mean, I, the, I want, the Lions in I our want lifetime. It to be premium. We need it to be premium. In our lifetime, they've already tried to you know find Rudock, and they tried to find Brakaya, uh, David Blau. Like they pick these guys in the you know middle of the draft. It and just it, doesn't work. No, you got to pick your guy high, and it's not really there this year. So even though I do advocate for Malik Willis, thirty-two safety, Lewis Seen, Georgia. This is something I'm very intrigued at. I have no feel for this, so I'll let you drive. He's rangy. He, he's got more speed than Hamilton. He had a big year last year at Georgia. And I would, even though I, I'd, I'd say my, obviously I'm thinking if they're staying at two, I want an end, either Walker or Thibodeau. At 32, priority number one for me is receiver. But if I had to pick a second, it would be safety. Lewis Seen might not be available at this spot. But the two scenarios, and your opinion on this, if you were to go end safety or end receiver, I'm comfortable with both. Do you prefer one over the other? And mm, safety. Okay, so you're doubling down on defense. Yeah, I think defense is – I think the offense will come next year just by default because you're going to get your offensive line back healthy. Amon Ross St. Brown's going to uh, you know, get in the mix a little bit more, and you have DJ Chark. People forget about if he's able to stay healthy. I think receiver's less of a need. It's still a need, but that's just how bad Will Harris is. I yes. just think Will Harris he cannot start next no, year. No, no, he can't. We needed, this team needs to draft. They need a to get better back there. Free agency didn't really work out for his safety, but no. I, I don't get mad. A lot of people are really PO'd at the Lions for not spending more money this offseason. I am not. No, we all you are not. You and I were in the same boat that Whoa. I think. Yeah, I, I loved the Lions offseason approach. So did I. Last one, once again, receiver, which we are in on, and a guy who might not be available at this spot, Traylon Burks, Arkansas. Love his game a lot. A lot of size. He's going to be able to box people out. I think he'd be a great compliment to Amonra St. Brown. And and once again, he could he might not be there, but I, I think that'd be a home run pick. Yeah, again, why not? I don't really have much of an opinion on it other than hey, he went to he went to Arkansas, so maybe maybe he'll bring some of that razorback edge here's to the, Detroit. Here's the question. Trey Flowers couldn't do it. Are you more of a an Arkansas football guy or an Arkansas basketball guy? Oh, hoops, of course. 40 minutes of 40 hell. 40 minutes of hell. Hey, Eric Musselman is doing some work in the love, transfer portal. I love portal. that guy. They're going to be so good next year. I, I completely agree. We're going to do something next. And even though Henry, his voice is ailing, I'm really interested in his thoughts on this topic. The, the food menu for the Masters was released, obviously, before it began this week. And the Masters is very notorious in a good way for having extremely cheap and inexpensive food options they're fan friendly the three of us have 15 dollars to put together a menu of our choice from masters options and you're not going to believe some of these options and values it it is it's it's going to be outstanding mind-blowing this might just bomb in terms of radio quality i'm hoping it won't (laughs) we'll see on deck green and white report 89 fm the music that matters Welcome back to the Impact Sports Update here on GNW. In Detroit sports, the Tigers dropped the second game of the opening series against the White Sox 5-2 on Saturday afternoon. The Pistons will finish off their season against the 76ers at 7, and the Red Wings fell to the Blue Jackets 5-4 in overtime. This has been your Impact Sports Update. Welcome back to the Green and White Report. Luke Sloan, Trent Bally, Jay DeCoster, Henry Menegos back together 
The only one of the crew missing is Matt Merrifield, but you can hear him right here on WDBM. In just about 30 minutes for Michigan State baseball versus Ohio State, Spartans looking to bounce back from yesterday's loss against Ohio State right here on WDBM, 1 o'clock. Tom Cavanaugh, Matt Merrifield on the call. Before we get into Masters stuff, I wanted to get some quick thoughts because we were thinking about doing a whole segment about this, but we didn't really necessarily have the time. Last day of the year for the Pistons today. Yeah. I just kind of wanted to take your temperature about what's going on right now, your thoughts on the season, and, and the direction of this team headed into the offseason because it it was a, a puzzling start to the year. I was very concerned. I was like, wow, I hope this team is not this far behind. But yeah. as the year has gone along, the, the growth that this team has made has been really fun to watch. And there's nothing but optimism for me headed into the offseason. We're not going to spend a ton of time on this. but It's worth mentioning. I feel like yeah. – because today is the last game of the year, we need to put a pin in the regular season. We definitely do. And we'll, we can maybe do like a regular season wrap-up next week or something. For when sure. We have a little bit more time. We're not doing wings because they're oh, wretched and man. Jeff Flash needs to be fired. Yeah, no, so. one, no one wants to hear that. But um, as far as the Pistons go, I, everyone's got to be pleased because you got a show from Cade. Isaiah Stewart got better. Sadiq Bey got better. Killian Hayes got better. You found some role players going forward, like Hamadou Diallo came into his own. Isaiah Livers started shooting the ball really well towards the end of the season. Frank, Marvin Frank Bagley, the, tank Jackson. the Marvin Bagley move has seemed. I, I think he's going to be back. I think you're going to resign I him think, because I think Kojo has a role. Corey Joseph has his role. So everyone has Isaiah to be pleased Stewart's because three pointers now. Yeah, right. You saw all of that, but then at the same time, the Pistons right now are, you know, they should end up, if they lose today, they will have the third worst record in the league, which means they, they will have top three lottery odds. So they will everyone's lose today. pleased. Philly's playing for a lot. They are. They're playing for seeding. And, and I don't, you know, last time Embiid played the Pistons, he dropped 37. The Pistons won that game, but was that the Sadiq Bay 50-point game? I I don't that know. Was, that was Orlando. That was Orlando. That was a similar okay. game. I think he had 26, 27 that, in that That was game. during that quick little win streak. But yeah, um, and the, we were in Greenville. so We were in Greenville for that. But, hey, the Pistons will seemingly have locked up top three odds in the lottery, which is what they had last season, and that's all you can ask for. The tanking crowd and the crowd that wanted them to compete. I think everyone can sort of come together and sing kumbaya because the Pistons, in my opinion, I while I did think they'd be ahead of the curve a little bit, I thought they would kind of be in that play-in mix. I think I can confidently say that for next season, given what I saw I out agree. of the young guys this year. I had playing expectations this season. So did I. I think that was a bad take by me because yep. this, is, this is a young team that's growing together that's still a couple pieces away. Yeah. But today's going to be a good day. I think they're going to compete and lose today. Everyone's going to be playing. Bay, Cunningham, Hayes. Hayes is another guy who's really taking steps. Yep. Stewart, they're going to have their full, as much of their full complement as possible. Grant could be back next year. I think he should be, in my opinion. We'll see. Yeah. But you're going to lose today. You're, you're going to be a top, in the top four. Mm -hmm. And that's all you can ask for. Your top four is Ivy, Boncaro, obviously, Jabari Chet Smith. Holmgren, and Jabari Smith. Yeah. And obviously, the, the debate will begin about which one of those guys we want Paul, after the season is over. It's got to be Paolo or Jabari. That's what it I'm has thinking, to do. too. I don't need a, Ivy. I wasn't Apollo guy, but I think his game could kind of fit what the Pistons are doing right now. Absolutely. Volume and, score. Yeah, we, again, we can talk about all that later because I don't want to jinx anything either because they do have to lose today in order for this to come to fruition. And lottery. Yeah, it's just the lottery. So it's it's terrible. literally called the lottery. So I think, I think Jeremy Grant needs to stay. I, I liked how him and Cunningham played together. And... Early in the season, I, I didn't think they coexisted that well. No, they didn't. Because both of them wanted the ball. Mm -hmm. But 
they, they grew together toward the end of the year. Yep. Jeremy didn't have the ball in his hands as much, still put up career-best numbers yep. in that final month before he got injured. And I think the narrative that they don't play well together needs to be squashed. It's it not, though. It's not. People are still talking about it. And we'll get to see it next year, maybe. Um, obviously, the Pistons might move Jeremy Grant this summer. Hey, and but Dwayne Casey alluded to free agent signing, too. Yeah, so. I think the Pistons are going to spend. They have they the should. money to do it, and this is the time. Trader I mean, Troy. you come off the second good, second year of your young core performing well, and now it's like, let's roll. So, anyways, you gotta be, you have to be enthusiastic about the Pistons. Uh, it, it was overall, I I do think they underachieved a little bit this year, but when you take everything into context and you look at how the the uh, young players individually played, particularly Cade, Sadiq, Isaiah, uh, I'm pleased. All right, we're switching gears. It's Masters Sunday, which is just a great day. We're gonna Hello, watch friends. some. How how much Masters have you watched, Trent? And are you into it? I watched a, a good amount, actually. This is probably the most I've watched this year. I, I was never a golf guy, and then last summer I got I got bitten by the bug because my brothers and I just like to. And chop Ryan, it up. Ryan Collins probably rubs fun. some golf. Oh yeah, R- Collins and Rabs are always talking about golf, and I just you know in the weeds, whatever. But now this was the first year that I actually really tuned into the Masters and enjoyed. Uh, my time. My my prediction was DJ. That has not necessarily come to fruition. It was mine as well. Um, and, and I and I love DJ. I'm a big DJ guy. Uh, I'm also a big Brooks Kepka guy. So that was fun. I I've watched a good amount. It is absolutely mind boggling what Tiger has done. I know that's your next question, so I'll let you drive. But this guy, I mean, didn't he have two compound fractures? And his his leg is filled with rods and plates and screws yeah. and metal and he's like half a he's his leg is basically robotic he almost I remember, lost it i remember they were saying yeah he might lose his leg he and didn't he might shoot well yesterday but no. the fact that he made the cut yes. i mean goodness gracious that's all tiger woods fans can really ask for I yeah mean, the fact that the notion that he was going to win it was just a pipe dream scenario and it was never never had a chance in hell of happening which is crazy to say because it's Tiger Woods, but you're right, Sloan. Uh, given the turnaround and the context of what he's been through, that it's it's, it's pretty cool that he made the cut. We're gonna do something quickly to stay timely here, and I don't know if this is gonna be good or bad. It's not golf. We're not gonna talk this about. This is gonna be electric. I've been doing some really? research over the break. This is oh going boy. to be electric. I feel good now. We're not. We're not talking about. Someone's short game. Oh, oh no, he's been putting really bad. Oh no, oh he's been spraying it off the tee. Oh. No. We are going to go through a power ranking. This is Yahoo Sports, by the way. They power ranked the the menu for the concession stands at Augusta National Golf Course in beautiful Georgia. We love Georgia. But <laughs> all the concession items are listed here. And every year it's the same thing at the Masters. Tickets are expensive. It's hard to get in there. So they do the patrons a solid by giving them very inexpensive food options. You, you get a lot of bang for your buck. The three of us have $15 to make a dream menu at the Masters. And and the food looks good. I, I read this whole article. Henry has been doing his research. How many items do we get? It, no get limit on items. No, wow. no limit at all on items. You just got to keep it in the, the range. And I'm going to start things off. $3 chicken sandwich. You're, are you, te- <laughs> Henry Menegos, you're telling me that I can get a chicken sandwich for $3? 
Well, am I, I mean, dreaming? I might have to go. I might have to fly down there after this show. Let, let me tell sandwich. you, it's a it's a thirty one item menu. You can get the whole thing for a hundred dollars. You can buy every wow. you can buy every item hundred dollars. I also love slap down a hundred dollar bill trend and say, give me everything. I'll have one of everything, sir, and then they'll give you like seventy dollars back in change because that's how cheap this is, it's including incredible. fifty cents Advil. I was just gonna say that's probably my favorite thing on this menu is <laughs> you can get an Advil slash Aleve for fifty cents. That's I would probably I'd probably drop two bucks on those, because <laughs> if you know Trent Valley, you know how I like to do things on the golf course. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're getting after it. I would definitely buy a six dollar uh, bottle of Chardonnay. I would <laughs> I would invest in the wine. <laughs> so that's your that's uh, your first selection. Sure, six dollar. So you, you you went big for the first pick. You six, did. I gotta have my wine. It's classy. Classy at the Masters. <laughs> classy for golf. Only the finest for for the uh, the a tradition like no other. All right, Henry, who are you picking uh, first I will here say, in the draft? I, I did some additional research and looked up some images of the food. The, the chicken sa- the chicken sandwich was very underwhelming. <laughs> How so? <laughs> it's 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 just a piece of chicken on on two like like store hamburger buns. Is it's, it fried or grilled? It's fried. It's fried. Okay. Yeah, Sloan's no, heart can, is broken. No, well, you can, you can, it's good. It's good. It's three dollars. Hey, know? quality aside, quality quality aside here, three bucks for a chicken sandwich. Yeah. Can't beat that. Pick number one for you, Henry. Wow, this is tough. I think I'm stealing one from you, Sloan. But this crow's nest beer is like it's like a house beer of of yes. the masters. That's my second pick as well for five dollars. I'll, I'll, I'll read I'll read what it says on Yahoo Sports. The house beer of Augusta National has a familiar wheat taste. Bonus points because it comes in its own branded, distinctive green plastic cup with Masters merch that you can show off to your folks. It's a part of the joy of attending the Masters in the first place. How does that not make you in oh, that on the amazing. Crow's Nest beer? I'm in on that too, Henry. <laughs> I think that's a big-time pick. So us. I'll represent the wine crowd, although I do think that would be awesome, that Crow's Nest beer sounds great. What are you I, thinking for your, your second my pick? My second pick, I'm going to get – I'm going to – I'm gonna get two of these, okay? I'm getting two fresh mixed fruit, uh, little. Wow. I think they're little fruit cups. Trent's two having his each. wine and his fruit. Yeah, so I'm already wow. at I'm already at ten dollars, but nice. I'm feeling good. Trent's got wine and fruit, and, and he's only got five bucks left. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> so <laughs> I I already I already said my number my second pick tough show and it was the me. crow's nest beer. But I'll tell you one thing, I am doubling down on the sandwiches. If you're telling me that I can get a barbecue sandwich for $3, I am buying a barbecue sandwich for $3. It's pulled pork on a, quote, warm, soft bun. With Sloan a, thinks this is also, worth its weight in gold. There's also a <laughs> spread of pimento cheese on the bun for $3. So if you're telling me I, my, my first three things and I'm under... I got a beer and two sandwiches, and I still have more money left I think here. You have Are you the, kidding you me? You have the best thing so far because I have fruit and wine. <laughs> I will, I will, I will add into that two bags of peanuts, one fifty, one fifty each. So I'm now at thirteen dollars. So I have two bucks left. Two bucks left. With. I'll probably get you, something a little more filling, but right now you, I'm just saying you got you're snacking here. You got, I got fruit, but that's how nuts, I roll. That's how I roll. Wine. I don't I don't eat a ton. I'm not really what, is a charcuterie board. I'm not a big guy. I I just like to you know. I like to nibble on stuff. I like to drink the wine. I like to walk the course. I'll, I'll have some fun. 
All right, Henry, we're going back to I will say to this barbecue sandwich looks very good. It's still a little... Really? There's a photo of it? It looks better than the chicken sandwich? Yep. That looks may- maybe the best item that you can get for food. But <laughs> I, I'm going to get, for $3, the chicken salad sandwich on brioche. Ooh, that's big time. That's tempting. Uh, that puts me at $8. So I, I have... You I have, have two bucks left. I have two bucks left. How about this? I'm going to give back one of my peanut bags. <laughs> is that allowed? <laughs> and, Henry, Henry, is maybe that allowed? It actually, we'll allow no, 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 we'll no. It, it's not allowed. It's not allowed. I have a solution. Give me a chicken biscuit. Two bucks. Chicken biscuit? Yep. Henry, yep. have you seen a photo of chicken Straightforward chicken on a biscuit. Yeah, does that's, the, not, that's not bad. Is it fried chicken? Yeah. Yeah. Does the biscuit look good? Not dry. It needs to be not. Uh, who, no the, one likes the biscuits a dry biscuit. look better than the buns. I will say that the oh, biscuits look better Henry. than the buns. Yeah, that caught but, my eye, and I assumed it'd be three dollars, but Henry, it's two. It, so it's I got described that. as a warm, soft bun. It, it looks like a pack of like hot or hamburger buns that you get Meyer. I eat those every week. They're no, they're, they're good. Yeah, they're fine. no hate. It's okay. So I am spent. I got to oh, listen no. to you guys now. I have a bottle of wine. I have two cups of fruit. I have two bags of peanuts, and I have a chicken biscuit. Let's go. I've got Give two more. Give it to more. me. I, I know. I, An option that we all overlooked is we could have just spent all $15 on three beers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I It did cross my mind. <laughs> I have dessert now. $1.50. The Georgia Salty Pecan Caramel Cluster. Wow. It is, quote, a kind of delicacy that you try once and realize that it's a good thing until you don't have unlimited access to it all year long. So it basically sounds like crack. Sounds uh, great. The Georgia Salty Pecan Caramel Cluster. That sounds 150 for that. You can I can put that in my pocket, put a little bit of it in my hand, just popping it when you're watching guys, you know, golf. That sounds fantastic. I got two bucks left. I'm going with a coffee. I can get a... <laughs> I can get a coffee for two dollars. Trent, how did you not get a coffee? Because you should have been I have wine, wine, fruit, chicken biscuit, and coffee. <laughs> I have my wine. Oh my god! I'm Trent, like, are I'm you like, just gonna walk around on the course carrying a bottle of wine? <laughs> I'm gonna be the loser. I'm gonna be like, <laughs> well, here's the problem. I don't think it is a bottle. I think it's a little plastic cup. But oh, no. I, I thought it's a bottle. Uh. Because it's the most expensive thing. I assumed it's yeah. a bottle. Well, no. well, maybe it's not. Either way, I'm screwed. Henry, you guys, how much? You guys pick better stuff. How much money do you have left? I have to seven dollars left. I'm looking. Everything is like a dollar fifty or less. Like I can just buy like a lot of things. Give me another you, sandwich. A, a pimento cheese sandwich is supposedly like a, a master's classic. Yes. I gotta try it. Is it? Uh, I'm a big I, experienced guy. I gotta try. Yeah. I gotta hell the stuff. Yeah, that's one thing I've noticed is you two are like picking this based on how, what's going to make your experience at the masters. Yeah, but yeah, I'm yeah. just like, give me, give me, give me wine. So. <laughs> I'm less methodical than you guys are in this sense. What is on the pimento cheese? Sandwich? Uh, another thing Have you is, seen a photo? If you look at the actual menu, like a picture of the like the physical menu, a couple of the items have like the Masters logo next to them. I'm just gonna buy all of those because like that they must be special. I don't know why. Like does the does the pimento does. cheese sandwich have one? Yes, as does the crow's nuts beer. Oh, so so yeah. there's there's one thing that we need to give an honorable mention to is the ice is the peach ice cream sandwich. It's not here this year. I don't know why, but we'll we'll read this. This is the definition via Yahoo Sports. The GOAT, in all capitals, of Masters Snacks. Soft peach ice cream between two chewy sugar cookies. It was absolutely the finest item on the menu, absent because of some alleged unspecified, quote, 
supply chain issues, unquote. It's more missed at Augusta National than Phil Mickelson. Hurry back soon, peach ice cream sandwich. The world needs you. One correction, Phil Mickelson, I wouldn't care if he didn't play another Masters in his life because he has gone completely <laughs> off the rails. And I, you know, if he wants to go play golf in other countries, you know, go, go let him. Phil, out. Peach ice cream sandwich in. Would you eat this? I, I would. I, I'll try anything once. Uh, I, I that's, that's kind of how I live my life. I don't. It's Georgia. I, you have to have something peach in Georgia. Feeling peachy in Georgia at the Masters. Would you eat this? So, peach uh, ice cream no, between yes, two absolutely. sugar cookies. Are absolutely. you kidding me? Yeah. So that does sound very unique and like very delicious. So if you, like Henry and I are putting together the all Georgia lineup, like the a barbecue spread, yeah. sandwich, pimento cheese sandwich, yeah, the fancy lineup. beer, pecans, yeah. and a peach ice cream like sandwich. That. that sounds really good. So I'm gonna I'm gonna make this quick. I got I still got like I'm at I got what I'm at nine fifty. I got I got a, I got. <laughs> you can get a muffin for one fifty. Well, you know I'm gonna make it quick. I'm gonna get another beer. Make it. The funny thing is, it doesn't say they're not. The Masters doesn't let you like say what brand it is. Hey, you get egg salad so, for one fifty. No, I'm getting a beer, and they, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good deal. It, 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 it says it's a brand you've heard of, and I'm gonna get the import beer. I don't. Oh yeah, so I know exactly okay. what you're I think, talking about. I, I think I know what it might be. It, so rhymes, it rhymes with Shabbat. <laughs> well, I don't know. You can't get a brand. It's, it's there's only one kind. And it's import, but they don't tell you what kind it is. Oh, it better be Shabbat. Well, it might be. Beer domestic life. Sharona, Hopefully it's not the thing know. we're thinking. <laughs> Sharona. It might be Sharona. Anyways, and I'm gonna get I'm gonna get my fifty cent to leave for the long walk all day. Okay. Wow. That puts me at fifteen. I was a little bit worried about how this was gonna go when I saw this article this morning, but I think that was fantastic. I'm I also hungry. I I have to factor in that I probably brought like a pack of gum <laughs> and you know, I I'll I'll be all right. I'll be held over. That was that was a fun little thing we just that did. That was great. I, th- I think the consensus is that we we like that a but lot. But now the real the real question is I'm starving. What does it take to get to the Masters? What is that like? How, how do you get like? Can you buy tickets or is it like the March Madness? Where you allegedly, to... well, not allegedly. You have to be on a waiting list and oh. they just pick you. There's a massive waiting list. People wait like 30 years to attend the and Masters. And then how much do, how much do you pay when you get picked? I am not sure. I'm putting my name on it right but now. But I'm guessing loads of money. It, no, yeah. I would pay anything. <laughs> Jake, is there something we? <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure it's like two hundred dollars oh. if you get picked, right? That's not bad. Yeah, dude. That, and you know that, what? I look at StubHub and it's like three grand for the resale. Oh, but the oh, me- resale, the resale. Oh, the boy. mental, the mental toll that you take from not getting picked year after year after year after year has no monetary value. I want to go down. It will down drive to the you into oblivion, <laughs> and that is why I'm not putting my name on this list. I would love to get there someday. I, I hope maybe I can there. cover it. That's what I'm thinking. I, I I'll, I, I'll experience it through the work. I want to go down to the Masters just to eat the food. <laughs> yeah, easily. Forget the golf. The, Give the, me the concessions. The peach ice cream sandwich. <laughs> oh, I want the peach ice cream sandwich so bad. All right, <laughs> one final break here on the Green and White Report. Two things still to do. Both of them are going to be speedy, speedy Sparty Awards. Some alliteration right there. And Gambling Corner, Matt Merrifield, his picks have been submitted remotely. You're also going to be able to hear him in about 15 minutes. But still a lot to do. Final 15 minutes, you're listening to the Green and White Report. 89FM, the music that matters. Georgia. Georgia. Wow. 
I, I feel like I, I feel like I'm at the Masters right now. One of these years, they should throw throw everyone for a curve, and they should they should do uh, Midnight Train to Georgia by uh, Gladys or Gladys Knight in the pit. No, no, no. Who's is it? Gladys Knight? I think it is. Okay, I'm sorry. Terrible radio. No, this is Henry. I'm so glad that you chose this song. It's Sunday at the Masters. We're fantasizing about peach ice cream between oh. two sugar cookies. <laughs> we are in on that. Wow. How can you not be fired up when you have peach ice cream, golf, and this song? Beats me, man. It's time for the Sparty Awards. A little bit of an abbreviated Sparty Awards, but this topic was kind of spurred on by the last week. You have the, fi- you have the, the final four. You have the Masters. You have opening day in baseball. You have a playoff push in the NBA. There is a lot going on right now, a lot of really fun stuff. So I decided, hey, let's talk about our favorite things in terms of sporting events. It's a good time right now. Maybe some of the things that are going on right now made our list. I'll bounce it to you first, Trent. My Favorite first one, sporting events, Sparty Awards. My first one is the Summer Olympics. I am a Summer Olympics guy. Favorite Summer take- Olympics sports? Swimming. That was my main sport growing yes. up, and that's really the only time that it's on TV for the world to see. Um, you can, like, obviously stream stuff. and But growing up, I just remember it was so – I mean, watching Michael Phelps at, at Beijing in 08 and London in 2012 was just an experience for me as a kid. So I, I have to put the Summer Olympics up there. I also love beach volleyball there. Uh, the basketball team is kind of fun to just tune into because you know you're going to win. It, it's just like that – Watch a watch lineup of NBA All-Stars. The Summer, the summer Olympics do it for me, so I'm, that's my number one. My number one is opening day in Major League Baseball. Good pick. Baseball is my first love. Opening day in Detroit is a state holiday. Tigers are good. Vibes are good. But even when I was younger and I I maybe didn't have tickets to go to opening day, just sit on your couch at home, watch baseball all day, Tigers, other games. There's something about the start of that 162-game grind that feels oh so special. Every stadium is packed. The ceremonies are beautiful. There's new hope for everyone. Especially when there's the hope. That's the big part of it, you know? You can go get yourself some a hot dog, some peanuts, Cracker Jacks. I don't care if I ever get back. <laughs> when it comes to opening day, I really don't. Opening day <laughs> is my number one. <laughs> All right, my number two. Hard to follow that one up. Um, I got I to gotta go with the March Madness first weekend. This is a double whammy because Sloan, you have mine. this. It's mine. This is just it's everybody. That's the it's best. Everybody's. It's the best four days in, of the year. I mean, literally the best, especially when the weather's warming up Imagine a little bit. Imagine basketball from noon to midnight. Yeah, it's it's it is just it is. I love it. I was just gonna say a word I'm not allowed to say. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. So March Madness first weekend. That's got to be everybody. This is your number one, too, uh, Henry. It is. Yeah, I mean, you can say other things if you want, but it's everybody's number. one. Yeah, how like, is it not? Like it's it's the best. It's the best time of the year. And if you even think you might like something better. Every year, you're reminded in yeah. those four days. Like it's just like, oh my god, this is incredible. It it's basketball. You made a great point too, Trent. It's four days of basketball from noon to midnight. The upsets are happening in that. There's first money weekend. being thrown. There's money. Yeah, there's, everyone there's, has crazy stakes. upsets. Yeah. Upsets. Everyone's dialed in on their bracket because everyone's brackets are just freshly printed out. Right. The ink is still drying on them. You have hope. You're you're with your friends. You're going to March Madness parties. St. Patrick's Day may or may not it, also be on opening day, which is it, awesome. You, it usually coincides. This year was an absolute movie. Trent in Greenville, <laughs> South Carolina. No and, incriminating. No. No, we're not. No one's incriminating. Blow canes. We love Miami. Goodness gracious, we love Miami. But 
This is we just made it. So, uh, never mind. This Go is ahead. a layup <laughs> of a pick. A layup of a pick. Yeah. I have an. I have my next one is a little bit of a sleeper. The Indianapolis Five Hundred. I'm oh. going to the world of racing. An extreme sleeper. <laughs> <laughs> one of my one of the sports that I love that I don't really talk about a ton on the radio because it's a little bit of a niche sport is auto racing. <laughs> I like I like NASCAR. I like IndyCar. I'm not a big F1 guy. F1 too damn trendy for me. Screw yeah. it. But I don't like care. I like short track racing. <laughs> I like winged sprints. I like stock car. I, I love racing. And the, right. I, I've gone to the Indianapolis 500 for the last 12 years, except for the year, obviously, that it was canceled or not canceled, moved because of the, pan, of the pandemic and did not have fans. But much like opening day, there's tailgating going on. There's anticipation. It's like a party. It's like a festival. The race is, is just a great spectacle. I'm always down there with my family. That is, is something I look forward to every year. It's Memorial Day. The weather is gorgeous. That right there is something I look forward to. And hey, we got it here in, in less than two months. Um, watch this year. Very, no, that I, no, year. I will. I always do tune okay. into it. I just, I'm not, um, I don't get into racing as much as others do. Like you, like I totally respect that. That's cool. It's just not, not my cup of tea, but, um, I'm going to go off the sheet. Actually. I was going to say the NBA finals cause I'm such an NBA guy and I love that, but that's kind of just because of LeBron, like le- during LeBron's 10 straight finals or eight straight, I was like dialed in every year. And now it's like, Oh, the finals are on. Like, that's sweet. I'm, you now know, the Lakers stink. Throw some money on it if you want. You know, 1-800-GAMBLER-PAYER problem. My next one, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, to, in that same vein, I'm going to pick one that is kind of reliant on a single player, and that is going to be Wimbledon, and it is because Ooh, I love tennis. watching Serena Williams. Serena Williams, probably my second favorite athlete ever to watch, second to LeBron. I love me some Serena. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw Wimbledon in there. And the Richard Williams was played by Will Smith. I didn't see that movie, actually, surprisingly. I didn't either. I haven't seen it. But something happened at the Oscars? I don't know. I heard nothing. Did they even happen this year? Out your mouth? (laughs) Not going to say that word on the air. my wife's name. (laughs) Hank, you got to get me back on the rails here. All right, I'll let you go. So (laughs) my next one, it's my final one, is the opening week of college football. Once again, beautiful weather is a big factor because, my goodness, Oh Henry, my goodness! If when when you're when you're back on campus and it's warm and you're wearing shorts to the game, the you are outside. you're wearing shorts Pounding to the tailgate. Beers. You got the, you got Young the tailgate. You're out in the yard. People are walking by up and down the everyone's, street. Everyone's everyone's in a good mood. Oh, the the new mood. the new school year has begun. No everyone's, homework. Everyone usually goes their separate ways during the summer. Everyone's back. It's welcome week. Oh my. That's a great pick, actually. I, I love it. That's a sleeper. Like I, I never would have thought of that one. But that that's a good like that that is a great Saturday slash Friday oh, whenever I, your game. I completely falls. agree. Final um, one for you. My final one has to be the World Cup when USA is in. I absolutely love it. Um, I, I remember ten and fourteen, and obviously they missed in nineteen, but ten and fourteen were two of the most exciting USA teams ever, apparently. And I just remember when I you know growing up and. Like that 14 squad and Tim Howard literally inspired me to play soccer for years, so I did, and I loved it. So I got to put the World Cup in there. We have a notable omission. Have you caught it, Henry? I have quite a few, actually. The Super Bowl? Yeah, I was was going to buzz for that one. Yeah, I just, I don't. I'm not not a Super Bowl guy. I'm not either. I think the entire, I love the NFL. I think the entire NFL postseason is is pretty lackluster in all honesty. There's a lot of playoffs that are better than it. Yeah, I, I will oh, say absolutely. That. So to that this note, year uh, though, this year though, to to that note, may I 
Yes. With the honorable mentions? Oh, of course. Absolutely. Okay, I'll start NFL. Uh, NFL postseason, pretty lackluster compared yeah. to a lot of sports. Agree. I will put the NFL opening weekend on my list, though. That, that, great, that. great, great pick. That's Everyone's great, juiced very... up for fantasy. Everyone's yep, 0-0 and ready to roll. You're feeling good about your team and, like, yeah. Week one at Ford Field is, like, uh, that, that's I've maybe my favorite. Oh, it's amazing. I'm not going to act like it's, like, opening day or anything, but it's, it's like, it, it's awesome because Lions fans are just on crack all the time. <laughs> It's amazing. Another quick one. Uh, NBA on Christmas Day is a oh, great tradition of mine. That I love is, that. That's a I good like it. You know, I used to hate it, and I've warmed up to it. I've really warmed up to it. I used I like to just it. loathe them. I'm going to do, I'm gonna do a little. I was like, get your damn Here. sport on Christmas. <laughs> that was a very boomer take of me, but you know what? The games are so good, and yeah. they're on all day. There's another specific one. I loved the... I actually loved the NBA bubble. I thought that was so fun. Oh, so did I. That so did I. I thought that was, there was nothing else going on. Henry, I, I am so, so in on that take. You and I <laughs> have some great memories of watching the NBA bubble oh, yeah. together I, with There was friends. nothing else on. It was it was fantastic. And the basketball was great. Oh, it was good basketball. Oh, another quick one. Uh, college football bowl season is another good one. Love it. I enjoy bowl that season one. doesn't do it for me, doesn't which I know is a I'm really I'm a bowl guy. It's I a love it. Really hot take, but I I am not. Football I don't watch any every bowl day. Games. I, I don't watch, care if it's a cruddy game. I'm I literally in. don't watch any of them. Buzzer I watch him. Michigan State and the playoff. That's gotta, it. Got to give him a buzzer. <laughs> Man, I might give him a buzzer. Okay, my last one, really quick. No one, no one said the Masters. I love the yeah, Masters. No, you got to yeah. say the Masters. When when it comes to golf, when this it is my the, favorite. When it comes to the majors, it's you're dialed. You're dialed. In. I love the I, my other my other favorite ones. I love the U.S. Open and I love the PGA Championship. Those are my probably my three favorite tournaments. Not the British Open. I, I or like the as British the Open. The English would say the, the open. open. The Open. <laughs> hey, can that. I? I want to throw in one more honorable mention too. The Pro Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about I'm the Pro Bowl joking. skills contest? You can see people. You know, playing dodgeball. Tyreek Hill catch a pass from his son, and everyone freaks out over it. By the way, I just said the PGA Championship. I actually mean I like the Players' Championship better than the PGA Championship. Oh, oh that's yeah. a good take. Yeah. So that's what I meant to say. But the Masters, there's nothing like it. It is so beautiful. It's so aesthetic. I always say this Sunday, you're at your, you're in your house, you're doing homework. The Masters are on in the background. Tigers. It's the most relaxing, like just tranquil. So happy feeling you can have in the world. Tranquil. Good, good word. If this segment proves anything, program, we Nick love Sonic sports. is not a golf fan. He gets lots of buzzers for that. He hates the Masters. <laughs> Nick. He, he needs to learn. Nick, you know what? I, I, I'm really disappointed in that. I think we might have to have Nick on the program to debate him about I can, why golf I can, is good. I can ride with Nick, though, because, like, I don't it, – golf, if you're not a golf guy, it's not entertaining. It's just not. Like, it's. It, I know it's nonstop action, Henry but it's Menegos slow. is a and, golf guy. Listen, here's my argument with that. You, you don't have to be, like, dialed into every shot. Have yeah. it on in the background. Sure. You, you hear the crowd go wild. You go, oh, that was – you know, it, it's so it's so enjoyable. It's such an enjoyable experience to just have it on. That's fair. All I right. just get where he's coming from. I I, I love the no, Masters. I, I I'll have it I on. I don't get where he's coming from. Buzzer. <laughs> <laughs> Let's deliver a couple of quick winners here. Abbreviated gambling corner. We might not get to all of our picks, but we I will, don't even have any written down. We will deliver the the winners. Jay, do you want to start us off with a pick? Well, I actually have one in in hockey. I have the Dallas Stars being the Chicago Blackhawks because Cam McLaren would love <laughs> Dallas Stars. They're in the middle of a playoff hunt here, and uh, the Blackhawks stink. So I mean, the Stars minus. 155. I think that I think that that's a very good call because Cam McLaren would love that. Oh pick. yeah, he would. I'm Stars a, fan. I'm gonna, juice. I'm going to rip Matt Merrifield's picks off here cuz they're probably Wow, look at this. They're I, winners. He's given us <laughs> three baseball money lines. Oh, let's go. Oh, he's got the Miami Marlins on the money line plus 105. Who do they play? 
I am not sure. He's Look, got the Boston money line plus 130 against the Yankees. I like that. He's got the Reds money line against the Braves plus 160. I really ooh. like that. Who is Miami playing? The San Francisco Giants. And Matt, I'm in. I, know, I Matt. agree with you. So he's got three baseball money lines. Honorable mention, Colin Morikawa plus 25,000. <laughs> I don't know if I necessarily agree with that one per se. But I love the creativity. Makes me so sad that there's no more obscure college uh, hoops that he can hand out. I'll go through mine quickly. Cam Smith is three shots off the lead at the Masters entering the final round. Plus 260 to win the Masters. I don't think he will. But there's some juice right there. Maybe he'll make a run. Next, Reds at Braves over eight and a half runs scored. And Portland Trailblazers plus 17 and a half against the Jazz. Very That's nice. a hell of a lot of points. Anything, Trent? I got nothing. Jay, you got anything else for us? Uh, well, I got the Nuggets minus eight against the Lakers because the Lakers, yeah. everyone's out. So I, why not? I think Fair. Trent can seal that pick. Oh, I will, They're going to be playing Malik Monk as their number one. But... We've reached the end of another Sunday show here on the Green and White Report. We will not be here next week. It is Easter Sunday, so we will have a show off. But after that, we're going to have four straight shows to finish the year. I believe it's four. One final run. It's going to be outstanding. But enjoy your Easter next week. Enjoy the week off, the holiday weekend. But Spread from positivity, yes. people. And once again... Ready to roll and one pride. There we go. <laughs> now I feel good about finishing the show. But from Luke Sloan, Trent Valley, Henry Menegos, Jay DeCoster, and Matt Merrifield remotely, this has been the Green and White Report, and we will see you in two weeks. Let's have a Sunday. listening to the green and white report on wdbm for all your sports news and notes go to impact 89fm.org sports